0: This episode of Long Walk Short Drink is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com LWSD. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Once again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash LWSD. What is best in life?
1: To, to crush your enemies, yes. to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of the women. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is <laughs> that's that's what I needed. Suck. Thank you so much.
0: How old were you <laughs> when that happened?
2: Old not to get arm bars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just
0: like, why did
2: you kick your sister? Then why why why, <laughs> why, 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 why did you kick your sister?
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is why Fight Clubs exist. Get it out of your <laughs> <inaudible> starting and we should be on the air long walk short drink just popped up on my phone since we subscribed i told ash i was like hey you could be downstairs and turn on long walk short drink on our amazon fire tv and watch us record this thing isn't this awesome (laughs) oh i'm sure she is
0: Uh hello zero
4: viewers zero viewers how you doing man
0: I'm hanging in there. I had a very physically demanding production week, so I'm tired. And I got, you know, still recovering some surgery. So I got some beers here that I've been really excited about, but I might be a little tentative at first. But I couldn't be more pleased right. to be talking to you. Uh how
4: are you doing? I know. It's I am spectacular. You know, like I feel like I feel like this show every week gets like more and more it gets more and more real for me. Like um it's awesome. I like it's 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 that, it's that time. Like so it's time for the book club. Like We're yes. ready to start it. Like This is the first assignment comes out today, um, which is so exciting. Uh, so we have, um, we, it, this is going to sound a little rushed, but uh, we have guests joining us at 8.15 and it's nine right now. So let's just try to, let's try to power through. Hell yeah. So what's going to end up happening, folks, is here in about, I don't know, five or 10 minutes, uh, Shamrock, Mr. J probably appearance by Tommy Maplewood, Moto himself, (laughs) uh, all joining us on, on this episode where we're going to discuss our favorite revenge flicks. That's right. We're doing the revenge flick episode. This episode, That's awesome. Um, But before we did that, uh, I wanted to kind of bookend this with um, the book club stuff. So, First things first, let's talk about our sponsors that we could be more no more we could not be more grateful for. There we go. Jeez.
0: That's well done. Uh, well said. Uh <laughs> better than my reads last time.
4: Palmer's <laughs> eating a couple pieces of cake already and he's he's drinking the pounders right now. Uh, so well,
0: who is guiding this uh this uh book? Well, you're guiding the book club, but who are you looking to for guys so I'm
4: getting so I'm getting all my materials from bookrags.com so let's roll the promo for bookrags.com right now so that we can hear about all the awesome materials we're going to be using hey Palmer here Dave and I are so excited to be doing this long walk short drink book club reading of the dead zone by Stephen King materials for this project were provided by the site bookrags.com with over 6,000 study guides available on their website bookrags.com has everything you need to study and ace your lit classes enter the promo code podcast to get 15% off your subscription. Thanks so much to the great people over at BookRags.com for helping to make this book club possible. So keep listening and keep reading. Have a good one. Thanks a lot to all the folks out there at BookRags.com. We really appreciate your help. It's really going to make the conversation go nice and smoothly. Uh, what about our other sponsor, there, Dave. Oh
0: yes. Well, our other sponsor is Audible. Uh today's podcast is brought to you by Audible and you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com/ L W S D over one hundred and eighty thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP three player. player. Oh, I almost made it!
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, was that was so good. You did. you said L W S D like
0: perfect. Oh yeah, so that was great. I've been catching uh, a lot of shit from that from Double D. So I was like, I will, I will get it down. Yeah, um, that's awesome. <laughs> so close. But for you, the listeners of Long Walk Short Drink, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free thirty day trial. I can
4: vouch. Right now, like you can, I got my copy of the James Franco, um, Dead Zone with our promo. Like I did it, so yes, you're the I one. I can <laughs> confirm. I can confirm it works. I know Double D did it. I did it. Oh, excellent. So, uh, download your free copy of the Dead Zone now so that you can join the book club. So let's talk about the assignments real quick. Yes. So, I tweeted out a little teaser for this episode. If you were watching on, uh, Twitter. This would have been when you're listening to this. This would have been in the past, unless you're one of our live. Oh no, nope zero live viewers. Never mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think um, we need a better means of uh, advertising our our live uh, broadcast. But for now, we'll just- I think if we
4: if since we're doing since we're going to try to shoot for a a set recording night, we could start branding like yeah, Watch new that. episodes Tuesdays. Watch us, watch us record live on Wednesdays at this time yeah. on YouTube. Watch you know the, what I yeah, mean? Like, and
0: watch the Twitter feed for the link, all that
4: stuff. Yep. We can rebrand like all of the logos for that and everything, but that's, that's oh, business. Yeah. Let's, we're blowing up. Uh, <laughs> we're blowing up. So um, so let's talk about the first assignment here. So I have the first assignment is going to be. Um, and now I'm going to give it all in, as far as like pages, as far as like the original release. I'm pretty sure paperback edi- editions will match those pages. They usually do, don't they?
0: Uh, yeah, um, i never checked, but I, I, I would think so. I don't know.
4: I, I'm pretty sure, sure they is. do, but, but at the same time, too. So I'm going to give page numbers, but I'm also going to give chapter numbers. Sweet. But let me give one caveat on chapter numbers regarding Stephen King. Hmm. Stephen King does not number his chapters like a normal person. You can't even in the James Franco audiobook version. It says there's like 185 chapters because every chapter has like a series of sub chapters and each one of the it's split up into those as well. So it's the big chapters. And when James Franco reads it, he says chapter six, and then all the sub chapters, he just says the number. So there'll be a pause and he will say three. And that means it's the third part of whatever chapter it is. If he says chapter seven, that's the big chapter number. That's what I'm referring to. So the first assignment is going to be pages one to 116 that's the prologue through the end of chapter 6 um, if I remember correctly let me turn to page 116 real quick just to confirm I'm pretty sure that's just about the end and with, I'm not going to give any spoilers it's just about the, the end of him waking up and that's all I'm going to say on that
0: spoilers <laughs> no, I'm just yeah sorry <laughs> wakes um, up <laughs> yeah except there'd mean, be no on. book if you didn't yeah,
4: yeah exactly so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna count that as a spoiler no. um but i'm also let me give you these guiding questions and then that'll be the assignment, okay oh, so okay. you have so you have um the the chapters prologue through the end of chapter six that's pages one through one sixteen of the book that's what we'll discuss on ep- the next episode episode twenty three of long long short drink um so here's our ex- here's the remember we're going to do explicit, implicit, and reactionary yes. questions. Okay, so for this section, the explicit: uh, what characters and situations stick out to you the most, and why? Because uh, this section does a lot of introductions, and there's a lot of vignettes and a lot of like quick jumps. Um, this section all pretty much sets up the rest of the book. So what, what sticks out to you the most, the implicit would be, this takes place during the seventies. And later on, uh, we're going to start seeing a lot of correlations to present day. I'm really excited for that. But what I want you to do right now, implicitly is I want you to think about what situations and events that actually occurred in real world, in the real world seventies, does King touch on? do you th- that you think um drove most of his intentions in writing this book you know or or the or setting the tone of the book yeah. so he he does a pretty good job of between character dialogue and inner inner monologue of touching on a ton of events that occur in the time frame that the book covers so in that list of things what do you think what do you think impacts the tone the most um of the book okay and then and then reaction wise and this is where i'm i'm going to say too i i did, i, I debate on whether or not whether or not i was going to do this and i don't know how consistent i'll be with it but definitely after our conversation via text there's a little bit of a trigger warning uh there is some animal cruelty uh rape yeah, uh murder, murder um <laughs>
3: Some fucked all up the, shit right all, off the bat. <laughs> all,
4: right, like all within the first like 50 pages of the book. So just just know going into it, that happens. That's what a trigger warning's for. It's not to keep you away from something, it's to it's to actually warn you. Be prepared to deal with these things when you come across them in the book. Yeah, so yeah. um, so reactionary, what do you feel the importance of those really punchy scenes? Like and like the dooryard scene. And like the, um, the, the bandstand scene, what do you think the input, impo- what do you, what impact do you think those will have on the future events of the book? Not knowing ah. where the book's headed, you know?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it. So,
4: um, but that's, that's essentially the assignment, right? Like that's, uh, that sounds like enough to get started, right?
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah,
4: uh, through the end of chapter six on the book and then, um, and then just think about those guiding questions because those will help steer our conversation that we have next next episode, which also will be a surprise. Should we should we tell what that? Oh one, yeah, you the want to tease it for that one? Is. Sure. Uh, I I mean we might have be having another guest for that one. My beautiful wife might be joining us for a special Palmer's Pick episode yeah. where we will talk about uh, a couple's revenge movie, Kill Bill, uh, yeah. volumes one and two. Uh, so. I convinced her to watch that. So, um, that look for that uh, next episode.
0: I've been trying All to right. convince the bride to join us, but I don't think that's going to happen. She's, oh, too, she's too secretive. That's okay. <laughs> but those are yeah, those are real favorites of hers. Uh, But but of course, those who know the show know Ash can be somewhat squeamish about violence and certain things. But she's kind of coming around to the to the dark side (laughs) through us. Uh, But in honor of uh, of the theme of the of our of tonight's show, uh, which is of revenge films, I put together a special selection of shit the bride says revenge themed. Which believe me is not hard. That's (laughs) what she said. All right, all right. So let's roll in that intro. Let's do that. Shit the Bride Says features selections from the clandestine Twitter page I started in 2010 to document the things my wife says that make me laugh so hard, I have to stop everything and preserve them. She, of course, denies any and all association with the Twitter page from which these quotes are read. However, as the editor of said page, I can assure you, everything repeated here was most certainly said by... The Bride. So we are now into the time-stamped portion of her her the Twitter book I made of her her tweets, and uh, so we're up to April second of two thousand eleven. And here I I thought I wanted to I was like oh I'm got to do all all vengeance themed, and I was like okay how much of this book am I going to have to get through to get four vengeance themed tweets, and I don't even make it through I don't even need to finish the year of two thousand (laughs) eleven to like five pages it's all there so rapid fire these fuckers and fight and get the dudes on and get to talking. Yep. So, Friday, April 8th at 10 p.m., she says, "I am vengeance personified. You look up vengeance in the motherfucking dictionary and you'll see my picture next to it." <laughs> and then she I read and then she's kind of riffing on that. She goes, then she starts to sing, "Hello vengeance, my old friend." <laughs> And there that's for that one. <laughs> she a little tune. <laughs> she
4: she, true, she truly does live in her own world, where she is Samuel L Jackson in that world.
0: like I, that sounds right. All right yeah yeah <laughs> and then on tuesday, october twenty fifth, she returns to this very same topic, and she uh, saying at eight twenty p m, I am vengeance. When I change careers, I'm going to do a 180. No more help people, social justice, save the world. I'm starting my own company for exacting legal yet thorough, I might even call it crow. Meaning the reason for vengeance has to fit into my moral code of the deserving. I'm starting a checklist now. Question one. Is the offending person a Republican, Libertarian, or other white right-wing conservative? If no, you do not qualify for this service. Obviously, these are a series of tweets. um, If yes, go to question one. A, is this person Tom Selleck? If yes, you do not qualify for this service. (laughs) If no, continue to the next question. (laughs) And then she says, uh, um, this is like a minute later. I think she's just still riffing on vengeance. I will find you in the afterlife, startle you. Twist your nipples, flick your balls, and lock you in a room with Olaf Fantastic. Who uh, Olaf Fantastic is Timothy Olafant, who I don't like.
4: Uh, says, <laughs> you do not like. I'll explain oh, we that need to someday. Yeah.
0: We need that someday True. because related, I dude. like
4: Timothy Olafant.
0: Oh, I, I've heard. Yeah, a lot of people do. I. But I, so, just, so she knows I don't. So she's like, I'm going to flick your balls and lock you in a room with Fantastic, who I will kill just so I can bring him with me to exact revenge on you. <laughs> and she goes, and the last thing she says, you will be thwarted by my then perfect roundhouse kick, temple crack. Olfant- <laughs> Fantastic will slow clap your collapse to the ground. Oh actually the slow clap is why I don't like him. So I'll tell that story another time. Well, there it is. The revenge themed version, you know, volume one of what I'm sure will be many revenge themed shit the bride says.
4: Oh, that is so awesome.
0: That is so, so, so spectacular. <laughs> so she's a treasure. Let's get the uh let's get our guests on. How, how how's this going? Yeah, go?
4: I text them just as you were getting ready to wrap up so um that they can start heading in. So uh I will Mr. J, I think will start coming in, and I, it's just a matter of time. Now we'll just kill this dead part, like yeah, between. and the at, at least until the first one
0: shows up. Oh, oh, I see somebody. Look at that! It's Mr. J. Hey, how are man. you,
1: sir?
4: How's it how going? How are you
1: guys? Good, I'm man. Doing all right. Can you hear me? Oh you yeah, he, hear you loud and clear. I, I got those. the headphones this time around, too. That's excellent.
0: I was <laughs> oh, so wrapped awesome. up in our discussion last time and never once occurred to me.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So check out my shirt. Check out my shirt. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, oh Willow. Yeah, awesome. Nice. Oh,
0: very yeah. cool. Very cool. So awesome. It
1: was actually made by my sister. She made that for me because there's no such thing as a Willow t-shirt.
0: <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that
4: a pisser? Like it's the same thing uh with the Goonies. There's uh
0: Oh oh oh, 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 oh. Oh. Hey. Oh. You I can hear, hear you? somebody.
1: Can you hear us? I see that. Do you see that crow picture uh, in the background, though? God damn it. Oh, my that. God. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh,
3: joining
4: us right now, we have uh, Mr. J, Moto himself, Tommy Maplewood, and Shamrock, back, all joining us right now to talk about one of our favorite topics revenge vengeance Fuck.
3: yeah yes. <laughs>
4: oh, so awesome so welcome guys welcome welcome um uh shamrock and moto like we haven't heard from you the longest what have
5: you guys been up to same old same old uh yeah <laughs> yeah i could agree We're, how we doing the... same as We're... always <laughs> that bad huh
0: <laughs> nothing exciting uh, nothing Leia?
5: happens here in ohio
4: <laughs> yeah Southwest Ohio is just as boring as Northeast Ohio, just so you know.
2: Beautiful day today.
0: It's a beautiful day here, and I apologize if you guys can hear some lawn uh, cutting and there's something in the background. My neighbors are assholes who refuse <laughs> to stop running lawnmowers, weed whackers, anything that has a fucking motor. They're like, oh, don't get me started. Anyway, sorry. I just want to make my apologies because it's beautiful here, and I had to open the windows. I couldn't help it.
4: No, you're fine. Mr. J, how about you? What have you been up to since the last time we talked to you?
1: Uh, not a whole lot. Waiting for the school year to be over. That's what I'm ready for. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be start. close, right? Like, yeah. A couple weeks. Got about um say about four weeks, three weeks, four weeks, something like that.
4: This is my yeah. first summer in probably ten years. No, not that long. My first summer in seven years that I won't have off. And it's kind of killing me a little bit. Like I'm dying a little bit inside.
5: Oh. You're not a big toe anymore. Oh. No, no, not at all. Uh, no, I yeah, know that's. Oh man, that just ripped my heart out a little bit. Like, oh, no. The implications hey. of that like sunk in. Oh. Hey, you got the certificate. You're good to go, man. Don't yeah, ever... yeah, yeah. In your heart, that's you'll true. always be the big toe. That's the true. That's only. true.
4: Um. Yeah. So revenge flicks. So this topic came up. With uh with Sham- on Shamrock's episode, right? Like we is where we first proposed the idea of doing a revenge show. Yeah, yes. yeah. We ended and up talking
0: then, more about uh, how we knew Shamrock than some of the things he was excited to share with us. So that was the. And yeah, we did get
4: to touch on the the Joseph Campbell, yeah. um a little bit. But then the topic for the revenge show come came up, and then when Mister J was on. Uh, he mentioned hearing the revenge show and saying that he wanted to be a part of that. And that's where the idea came up that we were all pretty much going to bring our favorite revenge flick, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. And that's we gonna were all
4: going to kind of like make the case for why it's such <laughs> a perfect revenge flick. Not saying that anyone is better than the rest. It's just, this is what our particular favorite happens to be. Um, tough thing to do. The, yeah. yeah, It's yeah. something to do. That- and God, Damn, how is, like, how is everything not just revenge stories? Because <laughs> they are so fucking good. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. all the way back to The Count of Monte Cristo, even that fucking classic shit that's just so hard to get through. Like, normally, for me, I cannot read classic literature. It's just so hard. That's what she but said. But that shit is engaging. Like, you can't help but get through that story. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. Where and the other thing I want to think about, like as we're talking too, is like where did the idea of honor? I feel like a lot of these movies are going to be like I don't know Asian inspired, right? Because there's such a strong sense of honor and dishonor, and that's kind of what's missing in our in our
0: storytelling. I feel like like that's why we're we're usually landscape. There's not yeah, yeah, exactly. So. I mean, uh, politically. Sorry, I mean obviously individuals hold honor, but there's not, you know, right. A moral code is is, so, is sort of lacking in yeah, leadership isn't at the that moment. So,
4: that's so shitty. To honor so, you, um, anybody got anything before we get started?
0: And mean. then I was thinking I'll just. Well, I will say, um, part of my uh, part of my thinking in uh, in the single movie per person was just because there are so many, and because we could talk about so many different films. I was like, this is just a matrix through which we can. Spend some time talking about a movie that someone isn't particularly passionate about. Um, I think the the main thing is like like sharing your favorite and, and being the authority on that and then we can all chime in will be very fun. Um, and I love that I'm gonna be surprised. Like yeah, it's conceivable that we'll somebody will have the same favorite movie or something. Yeah, so that yeah,
4: absolutely, yeah. and that could be really interesting too. Um
5: Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> I had I don't that think out. that word means exactly what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I threw uh, it out there, guys. No, no, that's. <laughs> I, heard, I heard the word "conceivable." Like, oh damn, fucking revenge
4: yet again! Revenge, <laughs> exactly. like one of the greatest <laughs> go fucking characters yeah. on the planet. Yep. Yeah. Fucking revenge. Princess Bride. Uh, <laughs> Princess
0: Bride. Man. One of the ways yeah. I had to differentiate what, because I was looking at my shelf. Shamrock, it would be so badass if you
4: picked the Princess Bride, by the way, as your revenge. <laughs> like, like,
0: that would be so, like, that's your teaser to, like,
5: that's oh, my pick. Mic drop. Like, my name is it. Diego Montoya. Yeah. You <laughs> killed it's my father. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Dave. Sorry. Oh, no, it's no worries. <laughs> uh,
0: that is par for the course. Um, Oh, I was just, uh, what was I saying? It couldn't have been that important. Oh, the way that, I mean, mine initially sprang, I kind of, there's only one I could pick. But when I started to look at my shelves to see, there were a few that was like, oh, that would have been good. That would have been, and I hit one that I was like, oh, that should have been it. But it didn't occur to me, so I can't. But when I was looking at my shelf and trying to decide what's a revenge flick, I was like, because there's a lot of them where eventually there's a revenge component you know whether it's yeah. frankenstein and at a certain point the monster takes revenge on the creator like in the last third of the book or something that happens a lot like mad max hap- that's what happens you know for the first so-, so there's a lot of movies that end up that way but at least in my estimation was def- what's a movie that's like defined from re- by revenge from either the outset or like the first you know the inciting incident is like wow. everything is right. everything that Did- follows is a result of that and most Did
2: you pick Mabude. the same movie as me? i don't know if not i got a back or if i did i got a
0: backup plus that's the fun like i'm hopefully we've all seen we've seen these movies and can chime in on each other's
1: well some Uh, of us have seen them some of them haven't exactly like i still haven't seen conan
0: (laughs) and and you're just gonna there's there's no uh spoiler like just everybody spoil everything just Just pure (laughs) disappointment
1: that's all i feel for dave
4: (laughs) spoil the fuck don't worry about spoiling anything like just talk about it So, um. Should we just go around and like name what ours are first before we start? So at least that's we a get the list out. Oh yeah, because then yeah, somebody right.
0: might—if yeah. somebody's is the same—they might talk about it and then like take someone's someone. Yeah, then yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. So let's just go
4: around and let's do the list first. Um, and let's start. Let's, let's start, start with. Let's start with Shamrock. Is
0: this where it, start, yeah. it began?
5: Absolutely. That's a, great, that's a great idea. Um, well, my my pick was very interesting because I really, um, I, I to go back. With what Dave was saying was, uh, it's interesting because he said like there's very few films that start out with revenge as a motive from start to finish. It it develops as a plot point here and there, but it's never a there. I mean between like what Death Wish, uh, Kill Bill, um, The Crow. I mean those movies were all just revenge driven films. And then i when I when I really started getting interested in film with, with you know. Uh, I was always interested in film, but when I really just dove head first into it, uh, I was when I was in college and there were two movies that came out that I absolutely, one I absolutely love and one I absolutely detest. And it's funny because one is based off my favorite comic of all time. And I'm pretty sure my parents didn't even know what they were buying me when they bought me these <laughs> comics,
3: because if they
5: knew what happened to those, they yeah. Um, so it, I think this happened around 2003. And I think uh, Man on Fire came out. Oh, and, and good then, movie. And then the Punisher came out. Hmm? And I remember I, I went and saw Man on Fire first, and I was blown away. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and I didn't even know what I was going to see at the time. But then I realized I. I this one of the few movies I stayed for the ending credits, and I realized it was Tony <laughs> Scott. I'm like, "Oh, holy shit!
0: Top Gun, damn!" Like,
5: yeah, yeah, Top Gun.
0: Uh, <laughs> don't talk about don't talk shit about
1: Top Gun. <laughs> I almost said it. I almost said it. <laughs> Bring it! <No. laughs> it's
0: gonna be T-shirts uh, with long, long Show uh, Drink on the back. It uh, says, "Don't then, talk shit about Top Gun."
3: And why aren't there
4: T-shirts that say that already? Yeah, what's up, Dave? Yeah
5: um so no, that's i mean <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, you said, uh, so I, I i remember those came out in the same year and i went and saw man on fire and i was blown away especially when i found out one it was tony scott and i'm like this soundtrack i know it i know this and i say and i know i found out uh, trent Reznor was one of the sound supervisors on that yeah yeah and I was like, "What?" And then I really started researching that film hardcore. And I think a couple months later, The Punisher came out, and I was really excited to go see it. And I saw it with a bunch of college friends of mine. We were all there.
0: Which that's The Punisher with Thomas Jane and like Travolta yes. as the yes. bad guy. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. I never seen that one, but okay. Don't and not it, oh, and the ha- not the Dolph Lundgren t- <laughs> masterpiece. No, not the <laughs> Dolph Lundgren one.
5: And actually, that that is actually more uh, to to give. It's a bad movie, but to give the character credit, it's more in line with the comics than the Thomas Jane version was. Hmm. And even when they, oh God, I remember being pissed at the theater when they uh, they killed his wife and kid because they chased him down with a truck. And I was waiting. You guys, someone brought up Mad Max's revenge film. I'm yeah. like, I was waiting for. All right, show the close up of the kid's shoe in the yep. middle of the goddamn road. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, come on, this is <clears throat> terrible. I was so mad with that movie, and it was. But I remember Man on Fire. I, I'm like, I remember when I saw Man on Fire. I'm like, this is everything the Punisher should have been. And so my, I'm sorry.
1: I was just say really quickly. What's crazy is literally shamrock. I had that exact same experience and literally said the exact same thing that you just said. Cause I saw both those movies around the same time and mm. I was excited to see Punisher. I knew, and I literally, I just like you, I, I like Denzel. That was about all I knew going into it. And I remember walking out of that saying, this is how Punisher should have been done because I saw it <laughs> after I saw Punisher. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. that's why it's so crazy. Cause literally I'm, I'm nodding here cause I had the exact same thing. So that's, that's awesome. awesome.
5: <laughs> so man on fire is badass, and, a little little known fact about Man on Fire is Tony Scott was originally attached to that script in 1982. The year I was Holy born. Shit. Wow. And they, the film was actually made, but Tony Scott left to do something else. And it was made. And the funny thing is, Denzel's part was played by Scott Glenn, who Oh that Scott could, Glenn. That'd have been interesting, yeah. And guess who? Christopher Watkins' part, guess who that was played by Joe Pesci. Oh, oh what? that would have been a different <laughs> <laughs> fucking
0: movie. Machine. <That's> right. yeah.
5: <laughs> and I, I, I've seen it. It was actually on cable. It was on HBO. Like I forget. I, it was years after I'd seen the the newer Man on Fire, and I'd watched it, and then I researched. What do you the, mean newer it? Man
0: on Fire? Did they make they made a version of it back then? You're saying in 1982, it was made. Yeah. Oh, oh my! That's I can crazy. watch that. I'm gotta yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. wasn't it based on an italian
5: film though yes it was based on an italian film and this one actually took place in italy because the kidnappings of kids and stuff like the ransoms were more prevalent in the 80s in italy not oh, mexico yeah.
0: yeah give us a short synopsis of man on fire just for people encountering this who don't know that movie
5: okay so, so basically man on fire is uh you uh well okay, well we'll do I'll just give this synopsis of the Denzel version. It's basically the same in the Scott Glenn Joe Pesci version, but it took place in Italy. So a lot of what happened was like, there's drug running going on in Mexico City, and uh what happens is all these financiers and like they, they're they have million-dollar uh, uh kidnapping clauses on themselves and their families. And these drug organizations make a living out of kidnapping kids or the head of a family um, and then ransoming them because they know they have these insurance policies. Uh, And so what happens with, and Denzel's version is he is a former special operations uh, CIA kind of spook guy. He, he assassinated people, he killed people and he knows, and he is a drunk and he's hired. And the only place he can get hired, which is Mexico. um, And Christopher Walken is his former handler or whatever, and gets him a job. And, he 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 just he's he's lost. And that kind of plays into the uh he's basically you start the movie and you play the Joseph Campbell's synopsis of a hero, he's already he's you start the movie and he's in the belly of the whale. He's lost, he has nothing, and then he is charged with bodyguarding the, the youngest daughter, which is played by Dakota Fanning, and she gets kidnapped and then she actually brings him out of his shell and kind of gives him a reason to live again. And so when she gets kidnapped, he, you know, he goes apeshit. And he, and he, uh...
0: He's got a particular set of skills. Yeah. Yeah, yes, he does. This is
5: before Liam Neeson showed us how hardcore he was, but Denzel showed us back in 2003, so... Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And that movie was rated R, so... That, that, not PG-13.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Mr. J, what did you bring?
1: So, after we had our last conversation, um, Conan the Barbarian, all oh, the way.
4: nice. Very
1: nice. So, been, been a fan of that since I was pretty young, and, uh, you know, it's it's. I was telling you guys that it's in my top five list, and it's one that I keep coming back to, and I keep checking and seeing if it's still on the list, and, you know, regardless of all the movies that I enjoy, it's still... Always up there at uh, number three, pretty consistently. So,
4: oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yep. So, I Good mean, deal. what's the
0: uh, what's the? I know uh, that's such a cultural touchstone, but give a kind of synopsis of what the what the movie is, if you would, real real quick, and maybe some of the main talent.
1: Yeah, so basically, you know, it's based on the uh, Robert Howard series Conan the Barbarian, which was um, really kind of the first pulp kind of style, uh, sword and sorcery back in the who I want to say like. 40s and 50s that he was writing it, maybe even earlier than that. Um, and basically it's been kicked around for a while and then they picked up a script for it and started putting it together. And the, and the premise is you have, uh, it was actually really the fir- one of the first major films for, landmark films for Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's kind of what put him on the map um, playing Conan the Barbarian. And uh, the premise is um, Howard basically created his own fantasy world um, called Hyboria, which was really kind of, Loosely based on like the earliest civilizations of, of uh, humankind, um, all the way back with like kind of like the Sumerians and um, Mesopotamia, kind of like the the dawning of, of man. And he also obviously added a little bit of uh, sword and sorcery to it, some magic elements to it for the fantasy. Um, but really, I mean, it's more or less rooted in kind of ancient history so it's it's not like super over the top you know there's you know magic and stuff like that but nothing extreme that we see in fantasy uh stuff today but anyway so there's a a, starts with a a guy young kid young conan who's uh, a sumerian um and he's basically uh lives in a village with his family and it's kind of like very basic ancient village uh his dad is a blacksmith and uh, he basically forges swords. And so we are talking about, like, the riddle of steel and, and how steel is, like, the greatest thing. And um, while he's doing this, their uh, village gets raided. And um, basically this group shows up and just kills everyone. And Conan and a couple – there's a couple of kids that are survivors. But basically the, the big scene is, is Conan as a boy where he's standing with his mother. And, uh, you know, Thalsa Doom, who's the, the villain played by James Earl Jones – um gets off of his uh, his horse and he kind of approaches the woman and she she has a sword out, and she's kind of defending herself. and he uh, he basically with one swift motion, removes her head. and you just see the boy standing there as the severed head just kind of falls down at his feet. And uh, that's how the story starts. and he gets he gets sold into slavery. and basically he, you know, becomes a gladiator at one point and fights in an arena and basically finds his way to his own freedom. And then as soon as he's free, he just basically, Starts to try and hunt down the man that killed his his people, his family, his his you know his mother and his father, and that's that's literally the whole story is how he's slowly trying to piece together who this man was that that killed all of his people, and um, little by little he meets a he meets a woman and they fall in love, and he has a friend called Subatai who's basically like your you know standard Mongol warrior, and uh, he just goes out and basically strikes out to try and uh, kill. James Earl Jones and his, his two um, kind of like his two sons adopted sons, if you will, um, and get revenge. And that's literally the whole premise of the movie. So pretty fantastic.
4: Oh man. That's so great.
1: I I did not know
0: that. I did not know the plot of that movie. I know the, the famous quote about what is best in life, but that's kind of it. And then, then some visuals. So that's, uh, and obviously now I'm going to watch it. Uh, I've been meaning to since we (laughs) talked, talked last, uh, but I think I'll enjoy it all the more for this conversation. So yeah, thank you for absolutely. bringing that to the table. Finally getting me to watch. I mean, it takes a lot sometimes to get me to watch things I should have watched years and years ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree. Yeah, get
5: I, just to go to Mr. Jay's point. I mean, I love the fact that Conan's like it's like the long con revenge game. Ooh. And, mm-hmm. and if, you don't, if you don't think there is a, there's a scene that I always think of uh, the movie Major League do you remember? Wow. <laughs> I love this leap. Go on, yeah, <laughs> okay. so there is this there's a scene. When Conan is praying to his god, uh, the god of steel, and he's like, "If you won't help me, then..." Oh wait!
1: Don't, don't, don't! That's, I was joking oh. with that That's, I, I, that's I, my, I, that's I, my I, monologue. I, I gotta prepare. He's got a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all
5: right. I will, I will save that so you do your monologue and I'll, I know where you're
1: really going with that. though. That's
0: fun.
5: I will, I will dive into Major League after afterwards. Sorry, Mr. Jack. No, that one, no
1: worries, no worries. I don't want, oh, I don't want to steal
5: your thunder.
3: <laughs> uh,
5: that's awesome. Yeah. Quick oh, this
4: episode is going to be fucking brilliant. Like, <laughs> we're already on the same page.
5: Quick sidebar, though. I have to do this, though. I, I, if you guys have not seen the documentary about John Milius, who, oh, who wrote bro. who wrote the screenplay and directed Conan, it is fantastic. Oh, God.
4: really? I'm going to have to check that out. I've been meaning to like, watch that God. for years. God. Like a good
0: documentary.
5: It was on Netflix. Was. I don't know where it is now. If I'm not
0: mistaken, isn't John Milius kind of the template for Walter Sobchek in The Big Lebowski? Did anyone else hear that?
5: He looks like him, and he's he's gun crazy.
0: That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. (laughs) And and from what I know, most of what I know of John Milius is is his appearance in the uh, the amazing documentary about the making of Apocalypse Now, called uh, Hearts of Darkness. I know, Um,
5: great, wasn't it? I I I did a report on that high school. Yeah, and you helped me out. Did you really? Bless your heart. (laughs)
0: yeah <laughs> that's great um but yeah so I've I've, I've wanted to see that Millius documentary for years so thank you again so this show enriches my life in so many ways personally but it also reminds me of what is best in life which for me <laughs> is obviously <laughs> carbohydrates but then <laughs> uh, crackers right? watching some more the yeah, crackers, crackers
3: yeah.
0: all the crackers all the crackers in my uh, mouth. I haven't yeah. had that as many crackers but but yeah okay milius Conan the Barbarian, I got some marching orders. Well,
5: Actually, I'm going really like that. down. But he's trying to he, the, he's trying to rewrite he's trying to write a finale to um his original Conan and he's at, he had a stroke, so he's his speech is impeded, but he's been writing a lot. Uh, and wow. there is he's been trying to he wants he really wants to do a follow-up to his Conan with Arnold. Really I've heard Arnold's
1: interested too.
4: Oh, that would be epic. You, you know, and I do that is one thing I have to say about all these like aged action stars, like with the expendables and stuff like that. Like they they're not out they know exactly what they are, and they totally embrace it and just have a good time with it. And I think that, that if he's willing to come back and do a opponent again, that is that I would I would buy that ticket a couple times probably to see that.
5: Yeah. Out. Well, and that's, that's the best part is you're thinking, well, he wants to do the old king story, hmm. Mr. J. Right. You know, We're a movie. They did that. They did that scrolling, and he's sitting there on a the throne, and he's all old. He wants to do that story really bad. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's what John Boyles is writing, but because of his stroke, it's very slow going yeah. and whatnot, and because he, he can't really speak very well, oh. so. And the best part is, I that, uh, that guy was a uh, John Moses is a uh, army vet, if I'm not mistaken, or he was friends with Oliver Stone, who was they they all. Yeah, I know. I know he's no, he
1: friends with Oliver Stone because that was who they originally wanted to um, direct right. the movie. Yeah, right. Did, yeah, uh, the...
0: What's What's after that? The is it Conan the Destroyer?
1: I know there's a the series, right? They never made that movie. The, it doesn't exist. A... It's only yeah. oh, <laughs> we, we forget. <laughs>
0: that. That's it's how the, I
5: feel it's, about it the prequels. <laughs> that's how I feel
0: about the prequels. Oh, that's yep. awesome. You have to know what you no Was
5: involved in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I like I like Jason Lamoa, but I, I, I opt to forget his Conan.
1: <laughs> it wasn't well. You know, oh. in its defense, I I don't think it was that bad. I mean, it was it wasn't fantastic, but I don't think it was that bad. It was watchable. Unlike Destroyer, yeah. which I thought was just,
5: uh. but I also, but when I watched it, I think it's Momoa's was I think it was victim to the uh, studio. There was a lot cut from that movie, <laughs> and I'm like, where did this story just go? They're jumping from place to place. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. yeah. So I couldn't. Yeah, follow I was looking it. up
0: to see who was involved in Conan the Destroyer, and Schwarzenegger's in it, but it's yeah, it's definitely not Milius or anyone of note.
5: They it was a cash Ooh. in.
0: Yeah. Was it? Was that uh, um, uh,
4: uh, a canon film? <laughs>
5: uh...
1: Come on now. Come on now. You know, Jesus Destroyer God. actually had Wilt Chamberlain in it. So, yes. you know, yes. what? Oh they were really.
4: Oh my gosh, yeah. that's right. They I were forgot really, all about
1: that. Yeah. And Grace Jones. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, that is. You got cool. the best of the best. <laughs> I'm seeing that now. Olivia Diablo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right.
0: who's, who's next? Yeah. So we're gonna get well, obviously we're gonna get into these movies much more. Yeah. But uh, who's moto, who's, next? who's you, primer? Yeah. No, moto. Moto, no, what'd, what'd you,
3: bring?
2: you bring? Uh, well, let me stand up real quick. <laughs> this is my uh, my birthday present from Shamrock. <gasps> oh, oh
0: my god! Oh. And it says
2: Bruce. It's all it says. It was oh, so cool about that. Can say. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that that I, is
0: all it needs to
4: say.
2: Back before I gained a hundred pounds or whatever it is. And I worked at this car wash with a lot of my friends, and uh, one of the guys that saw me first said, he looks like a Bruce. So that became my nickname at the car wash. I didn't know and that. I, it is. I mean, it was hilarious, though. I thought, Bruce Willis, Bruce Lee. I was like, yeah, call me Bruce, you know? Like, <laughs> and <so, laughs> and uh, I have all these names. and but, So when I would show up, they'd just be like, Bruce, 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 Bruce. I mean, and I'd bring it. So they, you know, was I'd
1: bring so. it, and I'd bring it. Hey,
2: thank you.
5: Let's, Jim, happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> hey, let's not forget his his blazer became the Bruce Mobile. Yeah, that was the oh,
2: Bruce Mobile. <laughs> oh, my god. So, this
5: episode oh, is magic. turning
4: into everything I wanted it to be.
5: <laughs> I lo- hey. God, God loved the Bruce Bell bill because I remember I went to one of Brian's shows right before I left for the Marine Corps, and, <laughs> was out, and there was, and was no like, heat, no and me, it was zero degrees outside, it. and we were freezing our ass off up and down. Where was it, Akron? Yeah, I was working as a sound guy. That's why <laughs> oh, I was yeah,
2: quitting. at time. Oh,
5: <laughs> we were so bundled up in that car, it was ridiculous. There's no heat. It was so cold. I, love I remember, I remember
0: Moto telling me about that. Like he would drive to this place. He's one of the most. Anyone listening obviously knows that Moto's got some mad sound skills, but he was working at this place that shall not be named where (laughs) he was applying that trade to this, you know, shitty <laughs> shitty concert club that and like sometimes he would drive there in this thing that could barely run the Bruce Mobile and had no heat. He'd get there yeah. and like the show was canceled or something and no one
2: would yeah. tell him. <laughs>
3: like oh. it's crazy. Oh and this is a gas
2: guzzler. This is old Chevy SUV. How I mean, many come fucking on, like...
4: people did you choke slam at that place? Like I
2: Oh just my soul. I just, just, just my soul. soul. <laughs> like I know I like there's nothing I could do at that point. Yeah but... It was like seventy-five to a hundred dollars a night, oh my but that's God. what I wanted to
0: do. You know, what I just yeah. realized I think this is true. Um, well, we can verify off mic, but I'm pretty sure this is the same place that was rebranded years later. That when I became a musician, playing out, I booked a show at through like the MySpace days, and I showed up there with I think the bride, um, a, a mutual, a couple of mutual friends of ours, that, and then. I walked in, and oh. it, uh, everyone was standing behind the bar. You know, I'm there early to load in or whatever. Standing yeah. behind the bar like this. There's literally a panel in the crow. I should, I should tweet it out. Uh, uh, or shit. send it to Double D. There's literally a panel in the crow of a bunch of guys like behind the b- bar at the gin mill in the crow. In this case, it was a, this <laughs> unnamed place who were just standing there, posed. And they're like, there's no one here. Shows off. I'm like, what the fuck? And I just this had to turn wild. around and leave.
2: <laughs> uh, it got bad there. They, they were supporting. I, you know, I I don't want to get into it, but it got bad. Man. Excuse me. But, but um, the
0: Bruce that, Mobile got you there. So does, does your T-shirt yeah, have to do with your movie selection?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and uh, I had my pick before he gave this to me. So it was just that oh, much cool. more appropriate. That's,
5: That's awesome.
0: awesome.
2: I've had that birthday present since uh, March or February. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, awesome! It's just, that was a so fantastic perfect. T-shirt. Of course, of course, the Bruce Lee hat, Bruce Lee Foundation. Check out the podcast or try it out. Um, oh yeah, I it.
0: fucking love that podcast. And I'm I'm all things Bruce Lee right now. So this is I can't wait. What, which one is it?
2: Uh well, the other the other thing I guess I could do is <gasps> the only the first oh. one with the nunchucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my ball bearings are wearing out, so I'm gonna set them aside for now. That's what she said. But I uh,
0: need a better picture of that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, gonna, you're wearing I'll out get out my ballast song out and we'll. Show it, show it. What? Look at oh. Shamrock here. What? This?
3: What? Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. They don't show
0: those. It's all in the reflexes. What? That does not look legal. <laughs> that's not street legal. That is not street legal. <laughs> I kind of wanted
2: to just shoot out into someone's neck. Isn't that... What movie is that? Uh, Oh, that's The Punisher. Okay. <laughs> so, Speaking of that...
1: Sorry. Oh, boy. I didn't mean to. he got
0: all the knives. Uh-oh.
1: He's <laughs> got all the knives.
0: Can, uh, Moto, can I guess? Should I guess?
2: No, huh? Well, if you want... that's It's the... Let's. Did you get your Bella songs?
0: Oh, oh, I got Bella. See what you got, Palmer. He's like, of course, it's right here. It's always at arm's reach.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? I got that. Oh shit.
0: That's not the trainer.
4: That's what not a it? trainer. That's the Benchmade. That's a butterfly uh, knockoff.
5: Ooh, hey, Palmer. maids, good stuff. This is Benchmade, right you here. Test. Yeah. <laughs> That's you the Benchmade. It's called. It's called the Infidel. Cause, you I, cause I am an infidel Psycho
0: okay. The two of you is like That's not a knife <laughs> I
3: say
2: that with care I say that with care Love and care That's a knife no. Check, check <laughs> this
0: out where, where are all these fucking coming from Like I feel
2: like I'm in Barter Town
0: And like and Max is like unloading his Fucking weapons on the Check this out Ready Ready
4: Watch this This knife is huge Ready Yes Whoa. That's a knife <laughs>
0: That's
1: a knife
4: That's a knife
2: See,
1: now, if, if I really wanted to make you guys jealous, I'd, I'd pull some of the stuff back at my uh, my parents' house. Because oh. I have a um, uh, double-headed axe, oh, like fantasy oh, style, and nice. Gimli style. You got yeah, a Michigan axe? <laughs> I have. And I also actually, coincidentally, going with the Conan theme, I actually have a replica of the uh, Conan sword.
5: I was gonna ask you, uh, do you have a yep,
1: Conan yes. sword? Yep. Yep, I got it. So yeah. <laughs> I actually I'm I'm not ashamed to say that I got so my dad, he would consistently every year he would get me some sort of weapon. Like that was like a thing yes! for Christmas for like 15 years. Cool. Like it started with like knives, then it was like short swords, and then obviously we'd build to like the, the barbarian sword and the axe, um, you know, the katana, a, I got it all. But um fuck. but the 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 best part was I'm not ashamed to admit that when I got that barbarian sword I literally walked around with it all day like i just i put it out I, I had it on me I, I was probably in high school i had no shame but you know pajamas with my my giant fucking barbarian sword next to me just all day that wasn't going anywhere that's, that's pretty awesome <laughs> there's like palmer's dad
2: with his m16 just like just walking in the kitchen
4: uh, my old a, man would watch like oh he'd watch that i'm getting a the, peanut the butter sandwich
2: with a <laughs> <the> gun hey <laughs> Watch out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, very nice. Jeez, how many knives do you have? Know, no. in, in,
1: in <laughs> is sitting the... proximity, he's got like six oh. knives. And,
2: and his home General office. with <laughs> another General's one. Shamrock's with another knives, too.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you got this guy. That's a nice little ballad song right there. Oh, nice. It's a little... I'm not gonna <laughs> do it
2: ridiculous
0: go this ahead is, I, looks, I mean this for our, for the live uh for the live archive give us right. show us some moves let me see your moves yeah. that dragon <laughs> yeah i was going to say dave dave where's your highlander sword i know like i literally have no weapons i feel embarrassed
1: Damn. <laughs> he, was, he was chopping wood with it right wasn't that the story that's, that's how wood. i lost
3: my sword i have
4: an actual sword made by a blacksmith that i bent chopping wood with it because it, it, it was so it was such a great sword you could chop wood with it, but I hit a knot.
1: Safe. Yep. <laughs> there We're you go. just like I looking you for gotta... things to chop with it. Like when you got it, all the different things to just chop up with it.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean it was the same deal as you. Like I I I just carried it around with me. We cut <laughs> like it was a wedding present from my brother-in-law. We cut our wedding cake with it.
3: Like, <laughs> oh that's a badass. <laughs> There's
4: pictures of us
3: cutting the wedding.
4: Okay, so, um, if we go, oh, here we go. Ah, there it's open.
3: And now it's all Whoa! cutting
4: my foot. And it's oh, a whole nother Jesus. knife. Look at that trick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's how fucking a good the skills. I am. Yeah.
4: <laughs> there it's open.
0: Oh yeah. Well there it's closed. There Did you get go. That? Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. the hell? That? Exactly.
3: exactly. What <laughs> That's the what it hell? is.
0: It's in the airport scene that the guy in Big Trouble in Little China whips out the butterfly knife, yeah. and yeah. Jack Burton's <laughs> like, "What the?
2: F- what the- <laughs> Where'd you <laughs> get that?"
0: Yeah, he's trying to make some time yeah. with uh, Gracie Law. All
2: right, all so, right, Moto.
0: So what's your what's your Bruce it, Lee movie?
2: It's uh, the first movie where the numchuka is uh, introduced by Bruce Lee, and that is Fist of Fury. Yes. Oh, exactly. so you mean the Chinese,
0: the Chinese connection, like where you, uh, you kill my teacher.
2: But that it's known as It's officially known as Fist of Fury Since 1998 Yeah um, like not, it was
0: released As that overseas and here It's known as Chinese
2: yeah. Connection there's, Why, why do they do that dumb shit yeah, I don't I don't know.
0: It's because they
4: think that Americans won't
2: Well we're going to get into that when oh, I, into know, my... I know I know one reason with this movie in general Though was uh, Gene Hackman Had put out the French Connection And that was yep. a big movie that year So that's why they changed it the Chinese connection, which what?
0: Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it makes it was, no sense with the story at all. Uh, yeah,
2: because I mean, he's always like shaking his fist, is like, "I will kill them." Or you yeah, know.
0: it makes yeah his yeah when he they do oh dude, literally of my runner up, that is number one. Well nice. fucking
2: done.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Let's get um, let's get a summary on that too, because I've seen so many of the Bruce Lee movies that they all tend to just bleed together. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I, I, I have a lot, I have some things to say about it to like distinguish it. Um, my runner-ups were Enter the Dragon, which, you know, he was avenging. Yep. Um, Han had betrayed, he he went rogue, you know, kind of like a bad Jedi or something. Uh, Shaolin bad, monk.
0: Yeah, bad Shaolin monk in this case.
2: And so he was avenging that because his he had turned on the Shaolins, and then he was also avenging his sister's death, where she was going to get beat to death or raped, and she killed herself with the... Uh, the knife so that was my that was one of my backups the other one it's got to be the crow i you know i that was that was another backup um but fist of fury so it's it's based on a 19th century um feud between It's it's in the international settlement of china which is i had to look up so it's like 1900s (laughs) there's this shanghai and there's, uh, there's shared land, so it's this different um, rule setting. So, th- I guess the Chinese are kind of feeling oppressed by the Russians and the Japanese. And th- their teacher, Hu Wenjia, had won a, a, re- a match against the, the Russian um, wrestler and then the Bushido Japanese master. So, Chinese... This movie was kind of like Rocky for China. They're like, we are the strongest, we can prevail, and... Chinese boxing is where it's at. It's not Japanese bushido. It's not Russian wrestling. It was uh, Chinese boxing, or you
0: know, uh, we are no sick it, men. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's it's funny because
5: uh, I'm not trying to cut into you. I know about this because I, when I was in the service, it was during the Opium Wars when that happened. Yeah. Oh. So the U.S. was actually involved
2: in that too. The, but yeah. it was a it was a Chinese-made movie, so obviously they didn't. Yeah, they're biased. It's like right, you know, all American movies are like, you know, we beat Russia or we beat whoever is oppressing us, or right? like, and it, it works somehow through Hollywood doing that. So, um, let's see. Chen Zhang is wait, wait, one minute. Did you know Bruce Lee's name is? That's his Hollywood name.
0: Chen Lee Jun what?
2: Fan. Oh Lee, well, yeah, Lee, no,
0: I mean that's his like, uh, you know, because he was born in America, so I think that's on his birth certificate. I think. Lee no.
2: Jun Fan. Yeah his, like, his Bruce Lee's name is Lee Jun Fan.
0: Yeah, but it's, the Bruce Lee name isn't just Hollywood, is it? I don't know, maybe born, it is.
2: He was born in Chinatown, San Francisco or it was Seattle. Uh No. Yeah. Uh, but his his name is Lee Jun Fan and
5: Yeah. Uh, well, it could have been phonetically well, uh, I had a teacher when I, when I my ba- my main teacher in college, uh she was Chinese and she they moved to San Francisco. Um not to bring up big of China, but oh, damn, <laughs> on. <to go. laughs>
4: as one uh, does.
5: No, but when the, her parents moved to the United States, he phonetically translated her name, so she was her her naturalization paperwork says Leva, so it's L-E-A-V-A. He phonetically transitioned it into a
2: U.S. Yeah, or an English speaking name. So maybe that's the with Bruce. I don't know. Uh, I mean, his name was Chinese on the birth certificate, so it's kind of hard. To, well, the other have, thing, his name is Sybil. So.
0: The other thing too, uh, I I've worked with some uh, some people uh, that are Chinese, and uh, one of them in particular actually kind of filled me in on this. So like the the way that it goes is like the surname and the first name are are flipped in their uh, culture. So so having Lee first. Um, him making it a last name here actually kind of makes some sense because that's the order they do things. And it might just be that his parents felt like he looked like a Bruce.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I swear. I u- you do look like a Bruce. <laughs> I used to. But, um, yeah, in, in Dragon, they say, Lee, clean it up. Lee, clean it up. Yeah. So, right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, man, that's a great, great choice. Uh, did you, I'm sorry, did you actually get to the synopsis that Mr. J no. was asking about? I know no, you're giving uh, some uh, history. So, sorry, Brian. So, uh, sorry. No, uh, this Zen, is all good good stuff. Thank
2: you. Chen Zen re- C-H-E-N a Z-J-H-E-N Chen Zen, returns to his uh, Shanghai, his it's not a dojo, but it's their place where they practice karate. <laughs>
0: As a school. They he, they always refer to it as the school in the in the movie. Yeah,
2: Jinwoo, the Jinwoo school. Yep. And uh he they say in the storyline They came back to propose to uh the love of his life. And it's like remember in the cemetery says I came in to think I came back to marry to ask yeah. you to marry me. I know that's a, a real like Son and a out daughter. of nowhere. <laughs> I, as like, as he's I thought he came back cat. to the
0: funeral, but alright. <laughs>
2: he's barbecuing a cat in the cemetery, eating a cat, and they're like, I thought I was gonna marry you. <laughs> yeah. But uh and and that's real. Uh, real quick, I'll say that about Bruce Lee movies. This one does the best, um, because it was just I don't know. It's it's funny. It's a great storyline, and it's great martial arts. It's not just one dimensional. It's it it it's I've never seen an, another kung fu movie like it. It's The um, uh, the IMDb nice.
0: synopsis it simply says a young man seeks vengeance for the death of his teacher. That's all it says.
1: Well, <laughs> is this, oh, you know, no. now is this the one where he um, where he's climbing up the building and he like each level is like a different oh, no. boss no. that he's fighting? Wait, yeah. exactly. That's Game of no, Death. That's yeah, Game of Death. That,
0: of kind of 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 that was yeah,
5: That was actually done. They finished it
0: after Bruce Lee. Mostly died. after he died. Yeah. Yeah. So him this climbing was, those levels, yeah, we should, that's a whole other story. But uh, yeah, no, this one um, was his second movie. Yeah, it was this, his second film. He did it in Hong Kong, and yeah, so the what 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 I guess the plot, you know, he finds out his teacher dies, so he comes back to pay his respects. He's but poisoned. Then he, then he overhears that he was poisoned, he, that he was that he was murdered, and once he finds that out, uh, and then there's the the Japanese in in Shanghai are trying to. Kind of encroach and make them close their school, so he's kind of sticking up for the for the Chinese culture uh, in this sort of no man's land, but also very hell bent on avenging the death of his teacher. So why Sorry. did you kill my teacher? Then why, <laughs> why 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 did you
2: kill my teacher? Oh, it's, so good. it's so good. <laughs> that is.
4: That is fucking terrifying. Yeah.
0: Oh, it is actually. It's a great fucking name. Fist of Fury is the right. Fucking name for that movie. Exactly, not Chinese yes. Connection. Because it's that fist. Like he pu- literally does that what I was doing. He punches this guy in the stomach to death like that. What? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I oh. coincidentally, I watched this movie this fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. not, for this awesome. not for this show. Just because yeah. I not for this show. Just because I love it. I got the shout factory. I mean, because I Blu-ray. watched mine this week. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Wow. So I got. Uh, well, man, great choice, Moto Thank you. That's so you. cool. Yeah.
5: It's, and it's, if, I, if, if I can uh, t- put the icing on the cake for this one, that nunchuck scene has been copied so many damn Kill times.
1: Bill.
2: Like so much of Kill Bill, Kill Bill was copied from this movie. So Wasn't yeah. that
1: the one with the little kid too? The little kid that's like all the, the YouTube sensation, he does it.
2: Oh, I think or that. I background.
1: think. I think
0: that. Oh my god, that's a great video. I think the little kid is entered the dragon only because yeah. that nunchucks demonstration is like kind of a look out, motherfuckers. Like I can do this. Whereas in in Fist of Fury, he's surrounded by a room full of people exactly. and they can come in on him and he oh, fucking takes right. them out and he's like hitting them in the that's feet. Right. Yeah, I watched it. Right. This, I couldn't believe him. Like, how do they even film this? And not hurt. The, I couldn't hurt these people. I couldn't. My mind was blown. Like as a grown man. this I time couldn't.
2: you're eating paper. The next time is gonna be glass. He made that. I'm watching of the it right now. A sick man of oh. Asia. Because
0: I I've never seen
2: oh, this movie, so, so
4: I'm watching this scene right now. This is the dojo fight scene, right? <laughs>
2: it's yes. Amazing. And they
5: it's so, they, yeah. so they amazing. just they just recently redid this. Oh. Yes. And, I, and have you go- seen
0: this, Moto? or it's Shamrock? Sorry, <laughs> I'm trying not to use people's real names. Have you seen the Jet Li remake?
5: Yeah, the no. jet leading that it was uh what's was, was it, it Fist of it, Legend? It place in, no, 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 it was the uh there was this scene when he was it was uh Bridget Fonda was
1: it was in the movie with him. Kiss of the oh. Dragon.
0: Oh, okay. Never, I got the wrong one.
1: Yeah Oh yeah, you, I, I saw that one. You never saw, Kiss of the, the Dragon. Learns he, the move. Yeah.
5: He's going to get Bridget Fonda out of this police house and he accidentally runs into this room and it's full of these French <laughs> These French police officers, he's just like surrounded. He's like, oh shit. And he fucks him up. <laughs> so, um, and Jet, Okay, Jet Li's done that. But on top of that, the other one was... Uh, well, just to go backtrack real quick.
0: Yeah, no, 1994, um, <laughs> Fist of Legend. It's a remake. It's a literal remake or retelling of that same story with wow. Jet Li. Set in 1937, the Chinese no martial way. artist returns to Shanghai to find his teacher dead and his school harassed by the Japanese. Who I, uh, I think so gently- I think this is on a Netflix. It was, it was on my queue. If it's still there, fucking Netflix giveth and Netflix taketh away. But <laughs> motherfuckers I do want to see Jet do that.
3: Uh,
5: he did it twice then. He did it really? twice then. That's worth it. Kiss, kiss, kiss <laughs> of this the Dragon. This guy's
4: mullet is amazing.
5: Yeah, it is. Kiss, kiss <laughs> of the Dragon. He did, he did it. He was a French martial artist. Wow. <laughs>
2: so, okay, so the, the, the scene Palmer's watching goes, so you want to see how good you are? Then you must be tired of living. Tired of living.
4: <laughs> I it's, just, it's
2: so comical the, and so awesome.
4: I love this line. Great. I love that the one line was like, well, punk, you got
0: some nerve or something
4: like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, well, and with it so being cool.
0: a, a, a foreign language film, like I was watching, uh, so we've mentioned them on the show before, but Shout Factory puts out the best goddamn mm-hmm. de- yeah. Uh, i de- heard rays. of Shout Factory. Yeah.
5: yeah,
1: they the artwork
0: too. So. Oh my god, the artwork is so awesome! Like for instance, for maybe in a break, big I'll on, run.
5: Uh, they're big on big on Canada Films, right?
0: What they do is they essentially give the like the Criterion Collection uh, treatment, Aww. like for prestigious films, but for sort of.
4: Or artsy films. I wouldn't say prestigious. I'd say artsy films.
0: Yeah, but they give them like they what's the I'll, I'll find it. They have a nice like little slogan that says, but they give these movies right. the best treatment uh, and the artwork and the and the bonus features and stuff. Like, for instance, what they like to do, I'll, I'll bring it up on a, maybe at a break because uh, I have the Chinese connection. They'll use um, some kind of new artwork that they created for the main cover. But if you open the Blu-ray and stuff on the inside will be the original film art. In the instance of the Chinese connection, they use kind of the American style art on the front Chinese connection. But if you open on the inside, it's a duplicate and you could flip it in your own case. And it's the original like Cantonese like Fist of Fury. Oh, excuse me. Oh, it's that they're there. They do the the, the best work. And so I just watched that, that version, that print. And it is immaculate. I can't wait to get yourself on
4: that burp. On on your burp? Did you just gag yourself? You were just like, oh god! <laughs> oh, <yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> that knocked up moment. Like you right
1: before that, and we were like, oh god, oh <laughs> terrible! I could. Accept you know, I man. heard somewhere. I heard somewhere that um, when Bruce Lee would choreograph his fight scenes, and you might have to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I heard somewhere that he would literally just like for some of those scenes, he would just point to the guy and be like, "Now you come at me." And then he would just like basically defend himself. And then he'd be like, okay, now you come at me. And that, and that was literally how they used to choreographic. I hadn't heard well, that, but I, I wouldn't I, I doubt don't it. Know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd I, be afraid the, to come at him, to be honest. <laughs> the, the
5: camera, the cameraman had to ask him to slow down because back then they couldn't capture his movements. Yeah. Could, he was too fast for the camera to capture how quick he was. Crazy. Exactly. Know who can else you, was asked to can, slow
0: down, or maybe put in slow motion so they could see him? Give you one guess.
2: JC. Club, yeah. <laughs> yeah, John, yeah. Bloodsport. Uh, he had to edit it mm-hmm. himself
0: just so people could see what he was fuck he was doing.
2: Ah! <laughs> one cool thing uh, Palmer brought up that it was uh, Asian, Asia, that came up with the revenge theme, and uh, Bruce Lee's fighting style. His There's a long story of uh, Wing Chun, and the the lineage backwards, there was one woman who was taught, and she became uh, a master. And then they had killed her masters, and she avenged their deaths as a woman. This wow. is a real life thing. I do believe, yeah. yeah like a legend uh, or something. Wow, this is a legend of Wing Chun. I might Chung, have and just heard about this on the History Channel. Yeah, okay. and uh, she was, it was she was the only woman they taught this, and the only woman they declared a master. And her masters were killed, and she avenged their death. If I'm not like drunk out of my mind, then I just did a long walk for a short drink. That sense of <laughs> man, I just wish that we had that
4: sense of honor. Like that sense of like Yes. You have to have a sense of honor like like honor needs to be such a large part of your culture. Yeah. To do revenge mm-hmm. like this. Like I mean great point. Well, Dave, what's your pick?
0: Mine is the crow. Oh, <laughs> a, that's awesome. The crow strikes yeah. back. I really have no right to pick anything else.
1: Yeah. Dave, do you know? Do you know anything about the crow? Uh, do you know yeah. I saw
0: it when I was a kid. I loved it, so I rewatched it Story recently. But that was about it. That's you,
1: that's you, that's you, beefed,
0: it.
4: you beefed up on. You read the Wikipedia page before we record, started recording, right? Like, uh,
1: were, t- uh,
0: yeah, I got it printed out just yeah. in case.
1: Yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? He wrote the fucking Wikipedia. Out of the I crop. know, I know. Look, I did
0: used to check the IMDB. I'm like,
1: that's not right. I, I gotta go in there and edit that shit. Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, uh, what did he say on the one episode? He's just like, I care just under enough to not lose my life to maintaining the JCBD <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia page. Yeah. Like, by that.
0: It's a good thing I got this going I on here. Care, I care just
4: not enough. <laughs>
5: I know so much about the crow just because of you, Dave. It's insane.
4: Yeah, that's and, awesome. Yep. That'll enrich all of, the discussion. All of my
5: crow knowledge has been,
4: has come secondhand from Dave. That's for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> and
5: this uh, poster.
0: Well, so <laughs> for anyone, yeah, and there's the poster right there. Um,
5: and by the way, it, it was written by a marine. <laughs> oh. Fuck yeah, it was written by a marine, Mr. James O'Barr.
0: When I met him, uh, maybe two or three years ago, he was wearing a. An army jacket with a Joy Division patch, and that's what you want uh, when you meet James Obar. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and uh, well, so yeah, so the the crow is based on an underground comic book written by uh, James Obar, an artist uh, who has that's his main claim to fame. And um, it's a it, it he wrote it as a result of a personal tragedy. As a as a teenager, his girlfriend was killed by a drunk driver, and then. He engaged in some very self-destructive behavior. He enlisted in the in the Marines uh, to um, to try to bring some structure to his life, and you know maybe keep the, as he says, the razors from his wrists. And uh, while well, he was stationed in Germany, listening to a lot of Joy Division and the Cure, he he made this sketch, uh, something called uh, Crow, and then and it was uh, it was essentially this kind of. Um, leather clad figure wearing the drama mask. I think it's for irony. So it's like a it's he wears a smile uh, the, he wears the makeup. It's a makeup. It's, it's, it's actually British I think uh, the, the three masks of uh, it's uh, in America we just have drama drama and tragedy. But I think in, I'm, this is literally off the top of my head so I could be wrong. But it's uh, I think in, in Britain they have uh, it's like drama, tragedy and irony. And so the crow uh, was this sort of central figure. So he was an artist. So he channeled this uh, anger and rage he felt at having someone torn away from him into this. Uh, what ended up being becoming this comic book uh, that he that he did as a as kind of therapy, as he said. Um, but it became as he so the 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 premise of the comic is that a young couple is. Is uh, their car breaks down, and and then uh, a gang drives by, and on a deserted road, and they they rape and murder the girl, and they shoot the man in the head, and he goes to the hospital with the head injury, and as he's kind of in his dying moments, he's he sort of seized upon the this image of a bird, the crow, uh, a crow that he saw maybe flying in the sky when the they sort of suggest that. As the torture of his partner, his fiance they're newly engaged, was going on, that, that he was kind of semi-aware, and he has this like sort of split scar across his nose where the bullet wound didn't quite exit, and uh, and then as he's kind of, you know, as he's flatlining in the hospital, he sort of sees this. the The whole thing is this, this crow bird is saying like, "Don't look," I'm trying to tell him like, "You don't, don't, you don't want to see this." Kind of what's happening. And then, um, essentially, a year later, he comes back from the grave and just uh, seeks out that small gang of five men that uh, that ruined his life and that of his uh, his fiance. And um, in the comics, it's told like you don't find that out until like it's a cl- it's a, they did a short run in the late eighties. It got picked up by basically like he would go into a, he was drawing this just because. And then he would—he was working on cars, painting touch-up jobs on cars in uh, Detroit, in the in the early '80s. And he was going into this comic shop uh, where other kind of comic artists were going. And eventually, the guy that ran the comic shop started a comic imprint just to put out these books. So it wasn't like he was a That's career awesome. artist or something. He was just doing this, so he didn't fucking kill himself. And uh, and then uh, so it's it's an incredible. It, it is. It is a singular and astounding. Uh...
4: That's what I feel like about this show sometimes.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank God this yeah. show is a little less blood drenched than that book. But so if you yeah. if you if you're curious about the crow, we've seen and liked the movie, do seek out that comic somehow. It is uh it is it is something to behold, and uh, it really carries a serious weight with it. It is, um,
5: consi- it is considered among comic book fans like a seminal work. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it is. Yeah. It yeah. is up in the lines with Sin City, The Watchman, yeah. and he wrote Ooh. one yep. he wrote one book. Yep. And everybody talks about comics. They say, read Sin City, read Watchmen, and read The Crow. You know, <laughs> right?
4: I have that I have that whole that downstairs since I procured my footlocker back from my old man's place. I think that's down in that footlocker. I need to go down and dig that out and actually. I bought I literally got that because of your movie that you released in high school Dave. oh like,
0: I didn't know you have that that's so cool <clears throat> so
4: um my dad drove for capital city uh which was a comic book distributor and we could order comic books at cost like less than cost literally like the cost of the materials that's what nice we got comic books for so, like, he would get these big promo packs that had, like, that they would send out to comic book shops that had, like, Pogs in them and, like, promo cards. Ooh, and,
0: Pogs. Man, and, what's like, up there? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what's a Pog?
1: I feel Ooh. like i what's a Nubian? <laughs> it's like, oh, shut, man. The yeah. <laughs> it's shut the fuck up. Yeah. a Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Bitch, you almost made me laugh. Yeah. Um,
4: <laughs> a Pog. It's that game that you pl- that where you collected them. They were, like, little cardboard discs, and you would make a stack and try to slam them. Oh, I got, got him to the flip a-
1: most worthless hobby that ever existed. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, it made no sense, but everyone was into it.
4: So he, but every week, basically comic books come out every week, right? Or every month,
1: Tuesdays, Tuesday? every Tuesday, Tuesdays? Tuesday,
4: right? Yeah. So every week he would go into work with our order where I got to like, just basic, I mean, cause I could order a stack of comic books this tall yeah. and it'd be like, fifteen dollars out of his paycheck like you know like so um in now let's flip that this was also at the in the the death knock of the comic book industry like the the end of the silver age right um right after death of superman so like i he was working there right at the time that all of the the um where they would put all of the issues together into one massive issue. Those were just getting released of the death of Superman and the return of Superman and all that stuff. So, this is on the like, I mean, he got laid off from that job because the comic book industry like folded in on itself. Yeah. Oh, so
0: shit. what, what, uh, decade year ish was this?
1: 90s, uh, so 90, 90s.
4: like 93, 93 yeah. to 95 ish.
1: Yeah, they were overprinting because it was becoming a collection thing where they were trying to print. More and more and more, and the, and the supply just ended up being more than they could actually so, need. And, like, yeah, yeah, they, they, they totally
4: misunderstood the idea of value and collecting. That the reason old comic books were valuable was because there were so few of them, because mm-hmm. they were worthless. People threw them away. Um, and so when Death of Superman came out... I mean, there's whole documentaries on this that you could watch. Yeah, I haven't. On I've been YouTube, one, I'm like, writing
0: that down. What well, the death of Superman, that is a new recent, relatively recent documentary. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking sorry. There's a there's a documentary about the movie of, uh Return of that that alm- Superman or Yeah, that, that almost, almost happened. Yeah.
4: That was based what on was that? that. Was that called Death uh, of Superman? What is that? No, that was the Return of Superman, heck, I think
0: yeah. is what that was called. And ultimately uh, that's what it became, I guess, with Brandon Ralph, yeah. but yeah. The original yeah, uh, iteration was uh, Tim Burton and Nicolas Cage. So.
4: Yeah. Um, but they, they, just like Mr. J said, they overprinted thinking that these were going to be collector's items. And the fact that they saturated their own market literally devalued them down to nothing. Like before, I, it's, this is a sidebar, and then I'll give mine, and then we can start talking about it. Uh, when I went to go to, to move to Hawaii, I took that footlocker to Kenmore Comics in Kenmore to try to cuz I was trying to get as much money as I could before I moved to Hawaii cuz I needed to like literally start up as mu- like from the ground up out there and uh I like pulled out this stack that's all like Death of Superman comics essentially and at, at, it's around that same time that the Bane thing happened with Batman where he mm, broke his, his back. back yeah yeah nah. um and so That was essentially, that's essentially all we would order was Batman and Superman out of there. My dad thinks that he's going to send me to college with these comic books, right? And so I put that stack out and the guy at Kenmore Comics is just like, I could put those in at 15 cents a piece in that box over there and nobody would buy them. He's like, that box is actually full of those comics right now. Like it wouldn't do any
0: good. So shit. How did you end I, up with the crow? Is that where you're working towards? Oh
4: yeah. Sorry. So like I so around that time gets to my freshman year, which is when you release your version of the crow, right? Oh
0: yeah. And just in so, the in the in the interest of uh every comic is someone's first comic. I won't get into this too long, but basically I saw the movie adaptation of that comic book and was so enthralled it's like a 14-year-old that I spent the next four years of my own life, readapting that, <laughs> that already brilliantly cinematically adapted movie to VHS <laughs> by mm-hmm. done by teenagers as closely, um, adhering to the comic book as possible. And so that's what Palmer's. So, to. so you don't know, I don't know you
4: beyond we ordered that copy of the crow
0: <laughs> yeah, I to have it at a Halloween,
4: school, to cause... have at a Halloween party. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I thought about it in hindsight. You did deliver that. I remember you delivering that to my really? house on sunset. Yeah. So That's I came awesome. to the door. <laughs> I'm so amazed. Yeah. I had the bravery and you had it. like you had like a, a, a you had a brown paper bag <laughs> and like you fished out your copy of the crow and you're like, thanks a lot for ordering. And I was I like, did?
3: Oh, oh, yeah.
4: And now this is so funny. This is this is just fucking shows you how small Ripman is. Right. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. Holy shit. Dave Ullman is on my fucking porch, giving me a copy of his movie. Like that's how <laughs> cool
0: this is. That's like nice. Oh, uh, so um, that made me cry a little. Thank you. That's very yeah. cool. I didn't remember that because I think I, I was very stressed about that whole idea of like yeah. dropping things off at people's houses and stuff. That's um,
4: cool. so. So around that same time, Dad's working at this at Capital uh, City, distributing comics, and. I feel I'm I'm filling out the order forms for the week, and I would always look at what what was new, like what reissues were and stuff like that. And they reissued the compilation of all of the pro issues, yeah. the, the Kitchen like, Sink Press. Yep. Yeah, the like big, the big thick edition. Yeah, the graphic novel just, as they called them. Yeah, and and I happened I just put a check mark next to that because I was like oh I want to read this because this is this is what that movie is based off of
2: Oh that's cool mm-hmm.
4: And uh it it came and it went into the Footlocker and it literally like I never touched it and I bet oh. I guarantee you it's down there wow. right now and it's pristine like in pristine condition.
1: Right now you need now. to go yeah. back to that that comic book guy and go check this shit out. Yeah, <laughs> what do I yeah. get for that? Yeah, so, uh, Fifteen
2: cents, uh, bitch. If
4: I, <laughs> if I can find it, I will take a picture of that and tweet it oh, out. That'd be but great. Like with, if it like, does not say locker.
0: now a major motion picture, that'd be pretty cool. Because they did that yeah. uh, soon thereafter because it became a very best-selling book after the film came out yeah. in May of 94. Well, that's,
5: that, that really, to me, like I realized that I like graphic novels much more. I, I loved comics as a kid, and my dad bought me comics out the butt, but it was I didn't realize that you need to subscribe to get the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'd be reading these, I'm like, all right, well, what happened? <laughs> and then, yep. I, then I fell into the graphic novels. I'm like, oh, so it's all right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then when Sin City came out, I went on Amazon and I bought all of them so I could know everything. Because I was so yeah. enamored by Robert Rodriguez and everything. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Oh my god. And this was I like,
4: and I love that movie. Like I uh, I went with Dave and Jackson and two of us that. and and I was pretty much the only one that was like I, or I felt like I was the only one that was like, yeah, that was really good, and then everybody else was just
0: kind of like, eh. You know? Oh, I remember being pretty, and I mean, I remember digging that because that was literally what I was trying to do as a teenager. Like yeah, they was, they brought that re, shot that comic, shot, the yeah. comic book, oh, but they man, were able to so actually gorgeous. make it look like a co- look like the art of that comic. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah those are
4: Marv. A, a Marv is probably the best character ever. Like, just
0: oh, yeah, the uh, Mickey Rourke character. Mickey Rourke is better to play that than
3: Mickey Rourke, right?
4: No, I remember Dave had this great line, he's like why does Mickey Rourke have all that fucking makeup yep.
0: on? He's already fucked up. Like- that's anic- that's <laughs> what initially- that's what came to my mind immediately. I was like, that's the yeah. only problem I have with that character. I was like, you don't need all that makeup. Just let Mickey Rourke be Mickey Rourke. He's yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah.
4: He is that guy. That's so true. That's so true. And, and he's a man on fire. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> boom. Ah. Boom, boom. All right. Well, ah. let me get mine out and, and then we oh, can start oh, talking oh. about this shit. Yes. So- what is it? Yeah. All right. It. So uh, so I went with again like I feel like I feel like an Asian culture a culture that's like founded in honor you're that's where you have to go to get a true revenge movie even a Tarantino
5: oh, is just
4: done. trying to do what's already been done. Right, mm. uh, yeah. I got it. Go on. Yeah, and so, and so then, so now I've narrowed it down, and I'm like, okay, so now I need to think of what's the best example of that that I know in my lexicon. And it was so easy. I mean, it was so easy. Old boy yep. is yes. the, it's all, yep. it. the it. best, <laughs> the best example one. of a rev- it's. It's a double revenge flick. It's a reverse revenge flick. Yes,
2: it you is. You think
4: you're watching a re- one revenge flick oh, until you get to the it... end, and then you realize, nope, this has been a different revenge flick the entire time, and, oh, my God, it's perfect. It is a perfect example of vengeance. It falls into <laughs> the vengeance yes. trilogy, Uh uh, by this director um Sharon Wood Park yeah it's called the Vengeance Trilogy so there's um symphony, uh sympathy for Lady Vengeance and then there's old boy and then there's uh sympathy for Mr. Vengeance I think that's the order it goes in it might be the Mr. and Mrs. might flip um so the first one, the very first one of those in the trilogy did not do very well but has since gained a cult following because the other two have like pulled that into into the fold. Um, so the first one is basically about a guy who is forced to commit a kidnapping to get um to get a kidney for his sister who's dying and everybody ends up dying like the person he kidnapped dies the sister dies and then the father goes on revenge trying to kill this guy who killed his daughter who got kidnapped that's that one uh the the third one is i th- personally i think the third one is way it's so much better as far like it's so much deeper in The vengeance is just like raw and bitter in that one. That one is about a woman who goes to prison for a crime she didn't commit to protect a child murderer. And while she's in prison, basically sets up an entire ring so that as soon as she gets out, she puts this plan in motion to basically trap this child murderer and all of the parents of all of the kids that he murdered... End up there and they all get a turn torturing him. Whoa. Uh, And that, like, that movie is fucking, it is so good. Like, so she, her vengeance is so deep in that movie that she has a fantasy when she's in prison about killing him with a particular gun. And she draws the gun when she gets out of prison and takes it to a blacksmith who's like, I think this would actually fire. And he makes her this gun. It doesn't look like any gun you've ever seen ever. And wow. she actually kills him with it at the end of the movie. That's how deep her vengeance goes. Like, wow. So that's the third one. Old boy falls in the middle, which falls on tons of people's lists of movies you need to see before you die. Top 100 movies ever made. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and old boy is this fantastic... Movie about a man who literally in the first 20 minutes of the movie disappears and is placed in a hotel room that turns out to be a prison for 15 Whoa. years nah. um, he's in this one room for 15 years and as sudden as he was put in that room like he's just about to break out like he's like finally like chipping away at all the bricks and he finally gets he can feel outside and he's like, two weeks, in two weeks I'll be out of here. Cause he's that close. But just as sudden as he was put in the room, he wakes up on the rooftop of this building in a suit, in a brand new suit. And that's all like that's all he knows. He's out of the he's out of that place. And the rest of the movie then is him trying to find the man who imprisoned him, imprisoned him for fifteen years. Because also in that time his wife got murdered. And he got framed for that murder. Like you see, the men that are imprisoning him take the glass with his fingerprints on it and plant them at the murder scene of his wife. Um, he meets a young girl when he gets out who helps right. him, like like takes up this quest with him to find. Look, uh, Shamrock is shaking his head. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Just, I think, like, I think Old me. Boy is that. the only
0: one of these movies that. Uh, not I think we should. Not steer away from spoilers, but I would say if you're listening to this, then you should stop listening now because old boy yeah. has twists and turns that are unexpected. Yeah, I won't, I'm
4: not going to take it. I'm not going to nope. take it all the way to the end. No, because
0: I mean, should I take it to the end or not? I I, it, I think it can. I think it's one of those things where if, if people know that movie and love it, then that's yeah. a bi- the, the twists and turns are a big part of it. We, have we all seen it? I yeah. have. Yeah. Okay. No, so, I'm sorry, so, I would I, just say, I
5: because I'm sorry, you, I've seen the Josh Brolin. Oh, but you, oh, you've seen the Josh uh, Brolin
4: one. You haven't seen the Korean one. So th- that's what I'm referring to is the Korean but one.
5: Korean films just don't translate to the U.S. Because I've seen the Korean version of, uh, um, uh, my my my, my was it my sassy girl or my pretty girl or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and they tried to remake that with what's your face. Who uh, was Kurt Russell's daughter and. 24.
1: Oh yeah yeah Eliza Cushbert I know a yeah. yeah yeah oh duckface. I know what you're talking about yeah, I've yeah. seen
5: the, I've seen the Korean version and... Korean
1: one's good I've seen the Korean oh, one too my god. I, I, dude, I like I, it
5: I, I do I was like this close to tears I'm like oh my god this is terrible <laughs> I, by...
4: I, I would highly recommend because this is this is my case of I I use old boy as an example of a movie that doesn't need to be remade exactly the Korean old boy is so fantastic. Just release that. Just give Amer- like give American audiences some sense, of some credit, because the movie is done so well that I mean, I I am a terribly slow reader. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't shy away from foreign films. There was a period in my life where I did, but it's like the story comes through you don't need to catch every single word on that thing no. like it's it's just oh it's so good uh the hammer scene i mean that right there is it's worth watching just like if you can if you're close to youtube just go check out the hammer scene it's so good um, it's been long
0: enough for me that i don't quite remember what that is but i'm a little scared that's why uh, i haven't rewatched that movie i've been uh it's so intense, man. It's-
4: yeah. So it, and it and it goes. It ramps up. The Korean version will go from zero to 120 miles an hour in like half a second. Like that's you a, have. That's what. No warning. Asian films will do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, and that's another reason why I make the argument that to watch the Korean version is you're going to get it. It, it, it helps broaden your sense of storytelling because. Mm. It's a like this is a Korean adaptation of a Japanese manga comic. Yeah. So, Jeez. so I mean that there is like there's layers on top of it. And so
5: Koreans uh, naturally hate the Japanese, but they are not gonna not steal from them. Yeah. Exactly. Wise. Exactly. <laughs> um,
0: so pretend so, you're a dog, and I'll let you in. Yeah. yeah. Man of Asia. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very good. Yes. Very good.
4: So uh, this dude ends up tracking down the guy that imprisoned him for 15 years. And what you end up finding out is that that man who imprisoned him, he said, the reason I put you in prison was you talk too much. And basic, that was the only clue that he gave him, was you talk too much. And what he meant was that they they end up remembering that they went to high school together and what happened was the guy that was put in prison caught the guy that put him in prison basically sleeping with his sister com- committing incest and she and then he spread that rumor like he let his friends know and she ended up committing suicide so in his grief and turmoil the brother concocted this vengeance plan against the main character who the whole time you think he's trying to get vengeance on this random person that just put him in this hotel room for 15 years. But really that was the vengeance the whole time. And the coup de gras on top of all of it is that the young girl who helped him along the way, like who he meets up with and she takes him under her wing and totally helps him In this quest, in some roundabout way, you find out that that is his daughter that he left behind, that he had, like, crazy buckwile five minutes in eight different positions sex with. Like, and so that guy got ultimate revenge, like, because he ends up, like, to try to protect the young girl because they're about to kill her. In a, in a sign of penance, he cuts his own tongue off because oh, he yeah. talked too much, right? Uh. And uh, so the man spares the daughter, spares this young girl only then to let him know, oh, by the way, I know you had sex with her, and that's your daughter. That was your daughter that you left behind. She's not in Sweden, actually. Uh, she was here, and you had sex with her.
5: Hey, you know what? That was the one part about that movie I thought that the American version was shy away from. They didn't. No, they did not. They (laughs) They did did not not shy away from that. I was like, "Wow, damn!" And they got an A-list actor who has an A-list father to do it,
0: and Spike Lee directed it. I've been very curious about that Spike Lee directed it, and it's good. Don't get me wrong;
4: like, I'm I'm not saying that that one is not good. I just don't think that it needed to be. It's the same thing they say that about the girl with the dragon tattoo. Like, yeah. Why did they have to remake that? Why not just release the like Swedish ver- or the whatever version of it? Which is th-
5: this is why they only made one, and they're like, "Well, we can't, we, we can't top that." So, right,
0: exactly. I did, I did see stop. both of those. Oh man, that's I thought about that as a revenge movie, but that's only a component of that movie. But right. I, I will say, I saw both versions of that, and I vastly preferred the American version, Me Fincher too. version. Really? Too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm the same way, very much so.
1: Yeah. Wow, because yeah, Fincher's okay. the man ventures the man Yeah, I oh, yeah, love Ro- uh
0: is it Rooney Mara or which Mara yep. is it? Yeah. I thought I, she yep. was incredible That's, in that movie. It's the,
5: it's the other. It's not Rooney, it's the other. Yeah, no, it's Rooney Mara. It yeah. Rooney? Anyway. yeah I can never Alien, yeah, can't yeah. keep
0: them all straight, but yeah, I thought that that was the version where and, and I don't know if it's cuz I saw it first. Maybe if I loved the other one first, I wouldn't feel that way, but uh yeah, well, well, syn- synopsis. Now I like. I, now I'm. Now I feel up to watching Old Boy again, just because that sounds like such a compelling, you know.
5: And that dude, <laughs> prepared, like, as soon now. as,
0: <laughs> as soon as he lets him know, oh, by the way, you just cut your tongue out and you fucked your daughter,
4: and I'm done now. And he walks to the elevator and blows his brains out. Like,
0: oh fuck, I forgot. He that, just dude.
4: ruined that. All he wanted to do was ruin that guy's life. He had been waiting all that time. Like to avenge his sister. And as soon as he did it, he killed himself so that he could join her.
2: At the end of Fist of Fury, um, he he has to turn himself in to the police because they all they all charge him for this crime. Which is a double-sided, you know, bullshit. because yeah, well, thing. well,
0: no, they charge him for the crime of like the murders he actually commits, <laughs> like because well, when he goes avenging yes. his teacher, he kills a bunch of people. But, but yes, the China,
2: the, not Chinese, the that's Chinese, Japanese. Honor, yeah. no, the Japanese came and avenged, and they beat, they beat and killed most, most of the yeah. school. Yeah. So they were doing the same crimes, but Chen turned himself in as a uh, as an offering to uh, what they wanted. And at the end, he runs into a hail of gunfire and does the sidekick that's on the side of the head. Yeah,
0: just like runs out and like yeah, and,
2: and then, then that, him goes death, freeze frame. But him, he's right. like, "This is what it's about. This is only what's about." And I, you know, I, I don't know. He did that sacrifice for them, but um, does uh, yeah.
0: does the end of Conan? That made me think. Or or of the, the deer hunter? This is oh. this. Oh. Do you see this? This is not something else. This is this. This, this, is, this. is this. This is why no one fucking likes you. <laughs> <laughs> that's another movie i've not been brave enough to watch uh, a second time yeah, like that part's yeah. very fun and then like Walkins like what's the matter with you like, but it's so it's so brutal that movie oh my sorry. god! sorry moto you
2: said you said something about like this
4: is what it is and that, that made me think uh, it. oh
0: yeah oh <laughs> good
2: but it was you didn't like me <laughs> you didn't like it
5: <laughs> didn't,
3: didn't like it
4: I damn, I did.
5: I have a quick question. It was uh, certainly. So, I am very much <laughs> in tune with what James O'Barr did with the crow, mm-hmm. like the vis the visceral part of it. I don't, like
0: the the extreme nature of the violence and such.
5: Absolutely. I, I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Uh, no, I'm, wait,
0: no, yeah. Say more about that. I'm very intrigued, but I I, I haven't followed just yet.
5: Well, when I was uh, I went through boot camp um, the one of the worst at least for the Marine Corps and the Army. And they showed us a lot of crazy uh, slideshows and, and stuff um, to try and desensitize us to the Jeez. violence. <laughs> yeah, like, what a oh, crazy I idea. never thought about that. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. But it
2: wasn't like we weren't
5: we weren't aghast at it. We were just like, oh, this is what we're trying to be. This is what we want to be. And this is the. We're here to defend our country. This is. We're here to do this and do that. But they're showing us this. Hey, this is what they do to us when we go over there. And I was in during. I, wa- I wanted to be a, what's called a 912er. What's that? A 9-12, 912er is. Uh... uh yeah, I didn't even know what was going on. I was walking to class on uh, 9/11, <laughs> and he said, hey, Oh, dude. okay. I'm starting so to piece a, it together. <laughs> a, a, a 9/12er is the guy that just all right. Fuck you. I'm going. I'm going out. Next day. Next mm-hmm. day, I'm out. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, what? What happened? I was just watching one night at football last night, and I think, you're saying what? What just happened? And I. And on my way to class I stopped and ran back to my dorm room and I was like, what the shit is going on? I was like, and I want to join the military at a high school. I wanted to go to West Point. I wanted to do this, that, and other. And I didn't. I waited two years. And then During uh, during that period, a lot of crap happened. And I was just like, why am I not there? This is what I need to do, this is what I want to do out of high school. Why am I not there? And we had uh Moto and I had buddies in our class that are were already there. Mm. And it's not that we Bush is a dickhead, not gonna lie, and Cheney and Grumsfeld. <laughs> He's looking dickhead. a lot better right now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, fucking right? <laughs> Cheney.
2: Yeah, but th-
5: but they're assholes that no argument here. Cheney shot a dude in the chest and was like, Pitching
0: "Nothing happened." Right? Yeah, nothing happened. Just like yeah, maybe that guy's furious. Well,
4: people <laughs> get saying. people get shot in the chest sometimes. Yeah. That just happens,
0: you know. No, it doesn't. And he lived because he's got a uh, deal with the devil, perhaps.
5: <laughs> but but uh, yeah, uh, basically, where I'm going with this story is is that's this where my like, you know, this whole. Revenge, flick phenomenon came around with me. It was it was that time. It was around two thousand three, two thousand four. I went in in two thousand five, and I graduated from boot camp in two thousand six. But it's, it's, it's. You
1: were saying really, about they,
0: um. You were saying you didn't get the visceral part of it. Um. So let me, I guess, try to help. In, in I, thought, you know, I
1: thought he was saying he connected with the. Video. Oh, you yeah, connected.
0: So. Is that what he said? Yeah.
5: I connected you with the visceral. Po- I didn't connect with the visceral part until I did, or went through it essentially with oh. James. O'Barr went through in the Marine Corps because he, he joined during peacetime. It was eighties yeah. and nineties.
0: Yeah, and he so, uh, he was drawing yeah. combat manuals for the Marine Corps. Uh, so that's exactly. where some of the sort of accuracy of his and uh, uh, in, in the uh, the interesting nature of his uh, his artwork. Yeah, he's not like his comics don't the Crow comics don't look like other comics they have a very singular style and it's a very singular voice and it's uh he he would call so i was saying earlier how uh james obar was said he was writing it to try to channel the feelings that he had over his own uh, personal trauma into some kind of creative force which is something i relate to a lot but he was talking about how for him focusing all that attention in this way didn't really help. It actually just made him more focused on that rage and pain. And he called the sort of the drawings and the, the process, these like all these little deaths and that it uh, maybe didn't really help him <laughs> exactly. It, it more like kind of exacerbated things. And uh, yeah, wow. when you read it, like it's, it's uh oh, man, it, it's an interesting way that that story moves. Like it, so I, I laid out the plot earlier, but the way that it begins, you just have this like this character with spiky 80s punk rock hair, a long coat and a painted on kind of uh, uh, harlequin like mask of 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 you know he's got this ironic smile when he's very uh, sad character. So it alternates between him hunting street thugs, trying to get like cutting the people's fingers off. Trying to get to these 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 men whose names he heard when they were killing him and his his fiance, you know T-Bird, Tom Tom, Tintin, Top Dollar, like these street names, and then it'll show him uh like you know he can just sort of hear the you know there's cure cure lyrics on the page and like you can hear that music playing as you know pictures of you or whatever he's like literally looking at pictures of his of his lost. Uh, life and and crying, so it's like it's this real like emo thing with this like radically super ultra violent like revenge fantasy, but made kind of you know uh, manifest on the page, yeah. And, and so the when the violence happens, it's there's a you know it's an un, it's an independent you know it was written not even to be published necessarily, ultimately published by this guy who, who saw this a talent coming into his shop. That he that he started up a comic label that went like bankrupt and ultimately the third the, the final issue of the Crow before it was, uh, collected in the graphic novel came out on right. Tundra, the Tundra label which was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guys but like the other Caliber oh, wow. Press that initially started to put it out went under because the guy didn't know how to mm. he just saw this incredible work being done so yeah, yeah it's, it's this yeah. like you know people talk about you know passion projects I mean this is the epitome thereof and so when you're reading it like and you see the guy crying and like the the crow. Yeah, that in the movie and then just in a popular culture, it's not like the it's like Frankenstein. It's not like the character is really the crow, you know. Right. The crow is yeah. the title because of the that fixation on the bird and stuff before. Like the guy's name is Eric, and uh, but uh, you know, it, it's a little of the Batman thing. He's like trying to strike fear into the heart of the men that he's encountering. He's like, tell these fucking guys, I'm coming for them you know (laughs) yeah Uh, so it alternates between that and him like being morose and crying in their old house and like he's he's trying to kill himself like cut his own wrists and it's like yeah i mean when i read when i picked up so i went to see the film uh on opening night because i was a fan this all ties together in a way actually (laughs) because i was a fan of bruce lee growing up as i've talked about
5: i remember your dad taking us to go see that movie did you come
0: with us one yeah i went like three times opening weekend (laughs) Were you well, on one of those maybe? Your,
5: your, your dad, Jim, Jimbo, took us, me, Brian, and Jimbo's you likes. to the, fir- the first night, Barberton Theater, Lake Cinemas. Oh, I, remember, Jimbo. I, I remember Montrose. Yo, Jimbo. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> have it, might have, it, it might have been Montrose. Yeah, it, it might was, have been Montrose. I think Montrose. so.
0: Yeah, were people sitting in the aisles? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, they yes, were. That's yep. the I saw it the night before in Worcester, and uh, – I, I would, I had It was gone, that
4: full, people were sitting in the aisles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've oh, rarely experienced man. anything
0: like it. Uh, and it was similar the night before in Worcester where people were painted up in the makeup. Uh, literally, this is 1994. I'm just a kid from small town Ritman. I'd never seen any kind of cosplay or any kind of commitment to a comic book character like this. Yeah. And uh I was there because I was a fan of Brandon Lee this the star of the film who was killed during the making of it and I was a fan of him because of his father Bruce Lee who was, who's 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 one of whose films uh, Moto's going to walk us through but um so yeah I was there and uh so taken aback by the heart of the movie the mm-hmm. the style of the movie the You know, the the pure sort of raw emotion of the revenge and the simplicity of it. Him hunting down the killers and like you you were right there. And so at the end of it, this dude stands up and he's like, this movie sucked. The comic book's better. Come get it at my comic shop. And he gives like an address. And I was like, comic book? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's based on a comic book. I knew that. Oh, wow. So I went to seek out the comic book. I got Did you it. go to that guy's place? No, I didn't actually because I was in Worcester <laughs> and I lived closer to Wadsworth. So I went to a place in Wadsworth. The Ritmanites might remember this place. You could get baseball cards there yeah. as well. Yeah, Wadsworth. You know, like, Wadsworth. <laughs> yeah, it's like on the... It, you take... What is it? You take basically... 57. Ohio. It's 57 like Ohio. A. If you take Ohio all the way into Wadsworth, it dead ends.
2: It's called 57A.
0: Okay, so there's a there's a little grocery store that used to be on the right and a dead Cardinal end... Yorker. Cardinal. Yep. Cardinal Market. Thank you. And so right in front of that was this place that in the like in 1990 or 89, I was buying baseball cards. But when it came, I knew they sold comics too. So that's where, uh, I,
5: got my, that's where I got my first Punisher comic book. Fucking oh, A. Nice. yeah! So that oh, was that's I went awesome.
0: there uh, and I bought. I don't know if we bought. I think we just bought one. But ultimately, I bought like three very quickly thereafter and started to try to film it on vhs but i read the book in one night i opened it and all these qualities that i'm talking about like i was familiar with the movie story but it like i read it in one sitting which is not something i can say of anything else and granted it's a comic book so you can do that i mean it's a graphic novel these least so many pages but uh It also scared me. Like, I was a little scared at 14 to, like, go to sleep. It had, I mean, that just, that book got under my skin in a big, bad way. And that's why I say about the visceralness of it, because it's like, it's just ink and paper, you know? But the, you can feel the trauma and the the bloodshed and all of the tears. And I'll say, too, when I met the man that wrote it a couple years ago, like you see his, eye. When I looked into his eyes. Nice. He, he he knew of me because of my, you know, spending so many years on this and getting to send it to him. And it fans of the book became fans of our little VHS adaptations. So got it, torrented and stuff. But, um, looking into his eyes, those are Eric's eyes. is fucked up, and and oh, like this, so, shit. it's a real oh. human being on the, on the page. And uh, yeah. Anyway, so so I've talked a lot about the book, but you know the movie was my in. And uh, ultimately, it was kind of by way of Bruce Lee in a way too. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Can can I just
4: chime in real quick on your version of the crow? Um, mm, if it's just nice, because here. I don't. No, <laughs> oh, no, no! It's definitely nice. Um, uh, I I just don't feel like we've conveyed adequately because I was talking to Double D about this and he was not aware of the depth. Uh I, re- so I'm gonna give you my perspective of your time with your mo- like with oh. your mood. Outstanding oh, um,
5: yeah. Merrimax said cease and desist. Oh they did say <laughs> yeah. cease and desist, yeah. yeah. I should've got so that one you- of
0: my visual aids.
4: <laughs> um so there's that and there was a point in time where Dave caught a guy selling bootleg copies of his bootleg movie.
0: Yeah, I bought one <laughs> at a co- at a comic book festival. I was, oh, like, no, that was I got that on eBay, but I imagine they're uh, uh, yeah. I think they are in person. Somewhere.
4: Um, but I just remember, and like, didn't you send an email then to the guy where you were just like. I already am breaking the rules by making this and you're making it even like that was essentially like the message that you sent. Like, Maybe. and you're making it even worse because you're making like illegal copies of my
0: illegal movie. Like I like that's very possible. I don't remember that specifically, yeah. but I wouldn't put it. I was, it was, it was hard for me when I, yeah. Cause I, I basically, when I finished it in 1998, after like four years, I did finish a version that I shared in high school, but excuse me it was the early days of the internet. And so basically when I finished it, I sent it notifications to the postcards to the people I knew in high school that said, Hey man, I want to see this when it's done. And I would sell it at like cost of the, the VHS and yeah clamshell and then the artwork and stuff. But then I, I, I had found a few crow sites online uh, and I, I sent notifications say, Hey, I made this movie. It's v- based very faithfully on the book. Um, if you're interested, I'd love to send you a copy. And so I, I, I did. And, uh, so those were the kind of copies that were out there. And then there was a, there was a couple I sent to some magazines and that's what led to it getting back to James Obar eventually. But, uh, but yeah. And then, so once there was like, it's like this podcast or my music or anything else, like there's blood in the water, like people are paying attention to something I put my heart into. I'm like, (laughs) I am, I'm in, you know, it's like, okay. And so I dedicated myself like, okay, I'm make, uh, something of all this behind the scenes footage we have. We're going to make a little video and a website. And so I did all that. And then Miramax, Crow Vision or whatever, they're still making Crow sequels at the time. So they reached out to me and I was like, oh, cool. They're reaching out to me. (laughs) But they reached out to no. me, so the legal counsel could be like, "Yeah, you can't. You're, you have to stop everything you're doing. It doesn't matter. You're not trying to make money. Uh, this is our thing. And even if you have like the uh, the box set that came out with the third film in like 2001, there's a little thing in the in the commemorative booklet that says something to the effect about copyright." And I was like, oh, Jesus, they're talking. They're literally talking to me. They're like. (laughs) 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 Oh, my gosh. I was probably pretty sore at the time at the guy, especially because I had made this like digitally cleaned up. This is the 2000. So I just got access to nonlinear editing. I was able to kind of because we shot on color VHS by fucking candlelight sometimes on, on consumer gear. Uh, yeah. so I was able to kind of like make it look as good as possible. A couple years later, there's a, there's an edition in 1993 before the movie came out that actually has a soundtrack companion CD where the lyrics are like a collaboration between James Obar and the guy that wrote the introduction, John Bergen. And, uh, I got permission from him to use the soundtrack that they, he made to the book for our little movie. So I rescored our movie to his songs written with, with James Obar's lyrics and he had some couple musical like pieces that were not that didn't have it was like heavy metal music. Uh, and I then, was the
2: musical supervisor for James exactly, Obar's Crow. I was just about to suggest <laughs>
0: say that. So there's one ballad on the piece and there's a lot of romantic things about this movie. The Crow is ultimately a very romantic story about right. someone tr- cuz the idea in a way is like that he can't rest. That, that he can't rest until this right has been wronged. And so when he's trying right. to cut his wrist and kill himself, like he can't because in the comic, he's just sort of brought back of his his own will. and they they invent some stuff in the film as to like some rules about the afterlife. But in the movie or in the comic, he's just brought back out of sheer willpower to 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 to, to seek vengeance. And then when he saw when when the vengeance has been had, he blows his fucking brains out and then hopefully he's... Oh, he's shit. he They don't show that explicitly and that's one of the reasons I went to the internet to try to get to the bottom of what these final panels were but in any event so there's one ballad and I needed to help with the romance and we were going to try to make it like a legit version that could possibly be shared so I'm like well my... Brother's a good musician, so I give him the ballad, and he creates instrumental versions thereof to help round out the score of this piece. That uh, literally almost no one has seen this version that was created in 2001. Uh, But it's (laughs) it's kind of great. Like our original version had like the Joy Division songs, the Cure, all the bands that I knew to influence the text. But then ultimately we got permission to this other music. anyway i'm kind of getting far afield but yeah like uh so double d i was fucking into it for a long time and then there's documentaries about it which i would share this stuff but like it involves a lot of other people so it's not a copyright thing so much at this point it's more like i don't want to embarrass my friends who who are now, you know.
4: Maybe we can hook Double uh, D up though, like care. privately. Oh, like maybe we don't have to put it up like publicly, of but course. maybe privately, yeah. like we can get some.
0: Yeah, I'll send. I mean, you gotta ask me, Double D, because like I'll just send you like the five disc collection and be like, okay, what's the <laughs> feedback?
4: You'll get the, you'll, you'll get the, like. The Shout Factory edition of Dave's version of The Crow. Yeah, I'm not kidding about that. <laughs>
0: there is literally five discs.
3: <laughs> so That's
4: so, so awesome. So
0: let me know what you're curious about, and I'll share it with you if you're someone I know personally, but I can't share it with the world. I want to right. see it. I want to see it. That seems Certainly, I would be happy to share that. So, anyway, I have um, talked a lot about my film. Okay, let
1: so. me. Can I throw something out there, please? There's a couple of things. Go right ahead. So the first thing is, is because I'm I'm at beer five now, so I'm I'm in like yes. like deep the deep vibe <laughs> where you start to like get into the deep shit, you know? Yeah, Shamrock's yeah, feeling yeah. I can see. Um, so there you go. Oh, uh,
4: I'm I'm there. I am deep. Let me let me throw this out there, it. okay?
1: For yeah. for controversial or not, um, I have this theory about revenge, okay? And it kind of ties into Conan as well. Because so, you know, Conan goes to this whole story where he's he's basically trying to get revenge and the whole movie is is predicated on the fact that he's going to get revenge. And, you know, again, spoiler alert, ultimately he does. And that's how kind of the movie ends. And and there's this scene at the end where he's at the temple and he's finally, you know, completed his 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 whole mission in life. Everything that created him, like who he is as a person in this movie is based on being strong to get revenge. All it is. And at the end of the movie, he's left there by himself, having completed what he was basically, in in a lot of ways, created for. And that's it. And he's kind of standing at the temple, and it kind of leaves you thinking, like, now what? And I think, like, one of my theories about revenge is, we love, as, as Palmer was saying in the beginning, like, we love revenge flicks we love this idea of like the ultimate revenge of getting revenge but i think ultimately we love stories about it because it allows for us to live it in a way but not truly come to the end result because i think the end result of revenge is ultimately that it's not fulfilling yeah. no. that right. if if you die like you know like like the the man on fire situation like if you go to that level and you and you die for a cause that's a different situation but if you survive your revenge, if you get your revenge and you're left alone at the end and alive, what does it truly accomplish? Woo. And I think that's kind of the real root of it because we love to live it and see it and experience it because ultimately I think we know that at the end of the day it doesn't that it, it just creates either more of a desire to to destroy or it's never really sated it's never you know through through the efforts and that, and that you know encoded in the same way. Yeah, so very
5: well put yeah you don't so satiate
1: well. <laughs> your delivery for vineyards
5: you don't yeah. now that's why i like the uh Denzel washington version better than the 1982 a2 version of men on fire because they uh that's what happened one is snails
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Let's be real, it's nice bah, this, bah, is, bow, bow, this is bow, going bow. exactly as I wanted it to.
1: This is <laughs> this is so awesome. He totally derailed you there, Shamrock. You had a moment and then he was just like oh, nine inch no, nails. No, he, he gets
2: <laughs> Damn it! He, he gets, gets He gets me. He's uh, I mean <laughs> we get each other. Hey, did I not show sure you that movie? He was no he was so he he told me when he stayed at the credits. He's like, I pulled a Dave. He called it pulling a Dave, and Dave's gone. <laughs> he's gone.
1: He's done. He's just checked out.
2: <laughs> but he's like, I stayed for the entire credits. And I, I, I had to show my buddies. I had to know for myself that this was Trent Reznor, because I knew it. I felt it. And you can with Nine of Snails. But, um, yeah, all, all I, was, uh, <laughs> I was saying is that he, he very much emphasized the music of man on fire and, uh, the editing and just,
4: can I, can I say about man on fire that like, uh, one of my favorite factoids about that movie is some of the more extreme things that happen in that, in that movie, like the butt bomb, uh, Mm. the guy that, that, that the movie is based off of in real life in Italy, when that was the capital of kidnapping in the world, uh, Th- that guy actually did that. <laughs> yeah. Like he, did. he, he actually did. did he actually did the butt bomb to to a guy <laughs> he, he was trying to get information from and like <laughs> blew up a suppository in a dude's butt. Damn. That's kinda crazy. that's fucking intense, right? Like I mean That's so, crazy. But that's just an example of how the like all the like you think it's this over-the-top action movie, but know that it's it's accurate. It's an accurate it, film, it, uh, it, like, adaptation. The,
2: the editing did a great job of getting that rawness across. And please take off on the Denzel version of Man on Fire. Before yeah. I cut you off. No, yeah. It, about the Denzel NIN. was so raw. <laughs> and it was
5: so... <laughs> I, I love Christopher Walken's... He's eating a cupcake. He's just like, crazy as art is death. I was eating a
1: cupcake. <laughs> yeah. I love that, that song, too. I still... I download that. I think it's called Una Panabla or something like that. That that final song that they play yeah. when he's... Yeah, that's... That's
5: the Spanish version it. of... Uh, What's call it called? It's... Who Bye.
1: Yeah, they had... It's, it's similar to the... Um, it's. A, I guess I found out it's the same artist that did the uh, Gladiator soundtrack as well. The end of the Gladiator oh. soundtrack. It's a similar similar
5: vibe, but yeah. Well, and that, yeah. that was Ridley
0: Scott, and yep. this is Tony, Tony Scott. Yeah. 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 I just want to read very quickly, this is super rapid fire, we don't have to uh, re- elaborate on it, but, but Tony Scott's run, starting right around that time that he denied the first version of Man on Fire, goes like this. 1983, The Hunger. Always wanted to see it, haven't seen it yet. 1986, Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone, video short. No! Of no, course. Damn it. Oh, that's yes. so awesome. Of course, aligned with his directing Top Gun in 1986. <laughs> of course. Yes. He did a, a George Michael video called One More Try in 88. 1990, did a movie. Literally called Revenge with Kevin Costner, which Kevin is a pretty Coster. cool, yeah. pretty cool yeah. flick.
5: I forgot that was Tony Scott. Damn it. Yeah, it is. I, I never seen man.
0: that. I need Tony to watch that. Yeah. Uh, next uh he did Days of Thunder, which is kind of yeah. a remake of Top Gun with cars but who cares fucking great <laughs> <laughs> got it on VHS uh the followed Last by The Boy Last Scout. Boy Scout which oh! is
1: yeah you do the fan too
0: yep that's coming out yeah Last Boy Scout 91 followed by True Romance written by of course Quentin Tarantino oh right
2: 1993 i forgot uh, i knew that didn't
0: know that that's a great movie i was thinking about that movie this week cuz of course Quentin Tarantino writes things kind of disorganized, you know, like, so I think that movie and, and Tarantino's script opens with the scene with Walken and Dennis Hopper, uh, and then goes from there. And this is the kind of like thing I have to fight to. This is why it's important. I have my own projects because if it weren't for that, my own stuff, my own self-obsessed things, I would be, um, moderating the JCVD Wikipedia page. <laughs> And yep, i like creating yep. these Very alternate true. edits. Like it's all I can do to not create the edit of true romance. That's based on Tarantino's script. Just for myself to see, I was like, that's not a good use of your time, dude. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You need to just like,
4: yeah, you need to let it lie with where it is yeah. right now. I was like, and I literally
0: like, thought I, this morning. I thought that for out of nowhere. That's what happens in my brain. You know, I was like, like, just read the screenplay. It's, it's like the, it's
4: like the Topher Grace cut of the prequels. Like, I need to just be happy with knowing that that exists somewhere.
0: Topher Grace, and the <laughs> actor.
4: So yeah, Topher Ronald Grace wanted. Rama
0: Dragon, the-, the actor. The- Sorry, that's de- de- you know. <laughs> You're telling me the, future the kid from
1: that Future Boy. So yeah, 70s so that show 70s made show. an
4: edit
0: of the of the prequels. So he took
4: all three prequel. He wanted to learn editing. So it was an experiment, and it, it was a it was a practice in learning how to edit. He took all three prequels and edited them down into this like 75 minute long movie oh that man. and then he screened it for like i don't know like a dozen internet film reviewers who all were allowed to write a review of it but he never can release it because he'll never get the rights yeah. to it right? Miramax
0: yeah. will write a season desist for sure <laughs> <laughs> exactly um Not so of course but you know
4: but all of them wrote like it is the prequels that we deserved. Like they like they all had nothing but glowing reviews of this cut. And I need to just there was a point in my life where it was driving me crazy <laughs> trying to find this cut and knowing that it I just have to know that it's out there and that it pleased that many Star Wars fans and just accept the fact that I'm never going to see it ever
0: oh man I hate the idea that you could find a terrible terrible like umpteenth generation of my sh- of like the version I don't want anyone to see in my own movie and you can't find this fucking of my adaptation the crow and you can't find this brilliant version of the prequels by for Grace oh I think if you just went to the tech little website, if you want to go. No, uh, you can't. Like, like, because
4: it it would instantly be traced back to him. Yeah.
0: If it uh. got put, he's gonna write you emails like I'm getting in trouble for this. So you yeah, can't exactly. Like, um,
1: <laughs> that I told you, uh, Palmer. I told you about that uh, documentary about um, the oh guy yeah, who played Vader,
4: David Prouse, Yeah,
1: yeah. And they actually, they actually recorded the clip with David Prouse as the revealed. Darth Vader at the end of return of the Jedi. And so I'm like all hyped up. I'm all excited. Cause I'm watching this movie. I'm like, yeah, fucking do it. And I find like, I'm like, they're going to show it. They're going to show it. They never show it. And then of course, like the fool I am, I'm like trying to find it on the websites, Googling it. And it, does, you can't see it so yeah. because it, because exactly because it's said.
4: copyright, right? Yep. Oh, like yeah. that's why they can't do it. Cause it's, yeah. cause they, they probably shot it so true to the actual existing oh, yeah.
0: version. Yeah. So they right. did it. Instead of the old man, they did David, in the suit,
4: yeah, yeah. So the oh. guy that that actually wore the Darth Vader costume for ninety percent of the performance in the original trilogy, um, it the the that documentary. I actually started that documentary. I I think I told you that when you first texted me about. What's it me. called? Do you know? Um, I am your father. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and uh it. It, it paints a really like shady picture of Lucas. Yeah. And, but and, a lot
1: of it was untold, to A lot of that story. Yeah. Like I, I watched it just kind of like, okay, we'll check it out. And then like knowing how much actually went into that and, and the, the true story behind it, it's kind of crazy.
4: Yeah. I mean, the poor man was like, he was a classically trained, well-received actor who got typecast because he happened to also be a fucking Goliath. <laughs>
3: like
4: you know like yeah. he looked like he could kick ass and take names yeah and so that's what they like they wanted the he even kind of says the line I'm I'm bastardizing it but the line essentially essentially is like they always wanted the monster you yeah. know cuz yeah. cuz he played a monster that was like one of his like first on-screen monster, yeah. roles yeah. uh was a monster and like in a, in a horror
0: flick and he felt
4: like that's what they always came back to was that first role.
0: And uh, he was like Affleck before Chasing Amy. Like, he always had to play the tough guy that like, beats ass
1: until oh, Kevin that, Smith came in. That's him why I don't lead. fucking
4: like Affleck <laughs> is because of. Phantoms,
1: <laughs> Phantoms was awesome. Phantoms was. <laughs> <first>. Phantoms, <laughs> was, the line. Phantoms <laughs> was, was kick, kick ass, oh, though. Like. Phantoms, yo. Phantoms was awesome. Yeah. Okay, so can I can I commandeer? Can I commandeer for like oh, two please, seconds? Oh, please,
4: please, Mr. J. Okay. Yeah. So
1: I guess we'll just, we'll just jump right into it. And we'll jump right into the monologue to start it out. Oh, excellent! We'll see if I can do this. We'll see if I can do this with my my best Schwarzenegger impression here. So yeah, right. it might be underwhelming, though. we'll sit see. Sit back and
4: enjoy this.
1: All right, you ready? I gotta crack yeah. a new beer. Hold on. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm holding. You ready? Crack to go. Okay, here we go. So he says, "Come, <clears throat> I have never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. No one, not even you, will remember if we were good men or bad, why we fought or why we died." All that matters is it's two stood against many. That's what's important. Bala please you, Krom. So grant me one request. Grant me revenge. And if you do not listen, then to hell with you. Shit. There you go. Oh, yeah. so that, that sums it up. That's, yes. that's, the, the, that's what you the want. the final monologue. That's what I wanted. That's the final yeah. monologue delivered before yeah. the big nice combat. Job. But, you know, I was so, the whole time I'm, you know, prepping for this and thinking about what I'm going to talk about. And and I'm, I'm trying to figure out while I'm driving back today, I'm thinking, what is it about this movie? Like, what is it about this movie that, that makes that just rings true with me and what what rings true with a lot of people. And I think it comes down to a lot of things. You know, um, we always talked, I think Palmer, you talked about this in the past, that sometimes the simplest stories are the ones that are the best told, the, the best remembered. And, you know, with Conan, it really is the simplest form of revenge. Like that's, that's literally the driving factor of the whole movie. And um, even the dialogue, I mean, when you look at what, what Arnold Schwarzenegger delivered, it's very limited. Um, His lines are very limited. And I even was reading up on it um, that he practiced like all of his monologues, like 40 to 60 times before he delivered them um, because of the language barrier. And because it was really coming off of uh, pumping iron was really the only movie he was known for at the time. And so it was kind of like that first move into it. But when I look at it and I think about like what really kind of sticks home with me is just really going back to that simplicity. Um, You know, this, this character that is literally very, I mean, he has dimensions to him, but ultimately you understand that he's a very simple man. Like his whole thing is I'm here to basically kill this, kill these people. Right. and he gives up everything he gives up for killing his, my
4: people like yeah for,
1: they, exactly yeah yeah um and he you know he he finds a, a um, um a woman that he loves that he cares for yeah and he leaves her because he knows that as much as this is a great part of his life like this is not what his life is about his life is about going and getting revenge he leaves his friends behind you know Subatai, he leaves he just leaves them he goes off because he knows that this is what he has to pursue. Yep. And so I think like in its simplest form, the beauty of it is and I've read a lot of like reviews and stuff about it as, as preparation for this is that it is straightforward and it's serious. It it's it's pulpy and if you're a viewer like you can take in the pulpiness of it, but ultimately it never it never takes itself too seriously. It doesn't try to be more than what it is, but it right. also in its, in its simple world, it is serious that this is, this is what has to happen. This is what I have to do. And because of that, I think that's part of the appeal. Um, and
4: it's a very rich world, mm -hmm. but it happens to be a very simple story that's being told in this rich world. Like that's, that's,
1: and like, you feel for Schwarzenegger, and, and I have to say, like yep. you know, I'm I'm a fan of Schwarzenegger. I told you, you know, it was like a tradition with my dad. Like we would always go see Schwarzenegger movies together. And um, awesome, you know, this is <laughs> one of those movies that uh, I was introduced probably when I was like way too young, but like like probably like eight <laughs> yes. or eight or nine. Watch yes. that movie, you know, and all all the nudity was fantastic, but. But ultimately... Oh, you didn't mention that, the
0: nudity. I'll be on oh, it tonight. There's, there's tons <laughs> oh. of just oh, so gratuitous much.
1: nudity. Yeah, it's um, so great. It, it is solid. For a kid, man, it was the best. And <laughs> yeah. it was like those moments where my dad would just like close your eyes, close your eyes, uh, or and then go through it. Okay, now you can look. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know... It, oh, it, yeah,
4: they're closed, Dad. <laughs>
1: but he... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger puts on a performance, really, I think, one of his best performances, because Agreed. His, Agreed, his, yeah. his character is so... It it's emotional you see it in his face you see it in the expressions the way he delivers things and i remember so like watching it as a kid you appreciate it but as i got older i realized that there was so much more going on there like there's a scene where he talks to thulsa doom and thulsa doom tells him that basically the power is not in steel the riddle of steel is that it's not steel it's it's flesh it's the hand that wields the sword it's it's the hand that guides the sword and there's this whole scene where, um, <laughs> basically, Conan comes back from basically almost being dead, and he's he's practicing with his sword like he did like way in the beginning. And he stops and he and he looks at his hand and he just kind of looks at it and flexes his hand and and then he realizes that kind of the riddle of steel and and just that that level of it that extra dimension that I never picked up as a kid that I had to pick up as an adult that there's this whole other kind of deeper deeper level to it. Um, Damn right. um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's so fucking awesome.
1: There's my piece. That's
4: that's great, man.
2: (laughs) I I know this hurts your feelings, but I've never seen Conan, but that inspires me. And I love the way that just the way you explained it makes me feel.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Gotta see it, man. You gotta see it. It's so,
4: it is. And I have to tell you, like, I came to Conan, like, Late in my, like, in my adult life is when I finally watched that for the first time. And, uh, I, I absolutely loved it. Everyone is like, James Earl Jones is so fucking awesome in it. It's talking about awesome mullets. Like, he's got a great
0: mullet in <laughs> that movie. Yeah. And Darth Vader. I love that connection just, like, yeah. by proxy, you know? the yeah. We were talking about the man behind the mask, but this is the voice Thereof, yep. yeah,
4: and he is a weird ass in Conan. Like, like,
0: his <laughs> I only see the still photo weird. so far, and I'm like, yeah, it seems weird ass is the
1: best adjective. <laughs> like, I yeah, it, from weird what ass. I've seen. Like, it just like
4: so. He's got these, like, almost like I don't know, white eyes, and
1: and he oh loses man. he loses it all. I mean, that's that's there, you know, that he loses people that are close to him through the whole situation. Um, and yeah. he, again, it's it's that drive. It's that I'm I'm literally okay with losing everything in order to get yeah. revenge. Um,
4: yeah. yeah, and and that's where the like simple aspect, like he killed his family, so now he wants to kill him. Yep, and that's and and I I think there are definite. I, I was listening to the uh, synopses that all of us gave. And I was trying to pick out the commonalities in each one to try to see what, what defines a revenge flick, right? And uh, I, I, all of these have a scene where it's them fight the antagonist or the, the protagonist is fighting an insurmountable amount of foes at the same time right and, and yep. comes out ahead every time you know what i mean like yep. I, I i watched the six minute dojo scene from fist of fury oh, and, damn right oh, you, you're fucking you know, welcome and like but <laughs> that 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 scene is the kill bill scene it's like it's yeah. almost
2: identical you know and the other thing is like the final scene in kill bill where they're on the like the the uh Japanese backyard like garden. Oh, yes, that's that exactly like the from end. this. Yes. Oh shit. They stole yep. So much from Fist of Fury because it's the best kung fu movie And this is this yeah. is how I'll wrap up my side of it is this it's not just kung fu. It's not just martial arts It's funny. It's so yep. It's it. You know Jet Li's done it three times like this story is so yeah, right, awesome yeah. And you do the '70s version, like we have our bits for death and this sort of stuff. When you go to Fist of Fury, they have their bits for each character, uh, well, it, whether it's Wu or whoever it is. I, I Fist of Fury, it will. There's no other movie of kung fu that like will satisfy on every need. Nope. It's just amazing. Enter the Dragon is the American version. And well and I mean American and that's I think that. that's another
4: key to it too is like I think humor is a huge part of each one of these stories because they they are so dark otherwise it's, it yeah. it's just it's just like raw animal emotion oh, you yeah. wronged me and so I'm trying to wrong you back and so how the only way you can counterbalance that is with like crazy humor old boy there are some like fucking yeah, that, hilarious jokes in old boy. Wow, like,
3: wow. And it's one of the, me.
4: it's, it's <laughs> like one of the hardest movies ever to watch. Like I was trying to watch it and Ash was in the room. Oh, and she's like, no. oh, she's like, no. she's like, I can't fucking handle this right now. And I'm yeah. like, I'm so
1: sorry. But, I have to watch this though. Like <laughs> that corridor scene best corridor scene ever I, I you know what ever. Mr. J, I, I haven't I, seen it recently is
0: it does it stack up against the corridor in daredevil season one because i'm telling you
1: every corridor uh, yeah. scene doesn't even come close to this corridor scene it uh, is the most realistic really? corridor about, scene uh, that's, ever that's what i'm
4: mr j before you go how about we we all we do a a, a watch of the
0: hallway scene the line. hallway scene we can do it yeah, yeah. And yeah, then we'll give you closing thoughts on Conan and stuff, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm at 0,
4: zero, zero oh, yeah. and I'm passing. I'm past an ad. Oh, here it is. There, wait, I just wait. sent it. Jeez,
0: geez, geez, okay, impatient. Hold on. Hold on. Oh man, hell, it wait, starts wait, right you, away. I'm you one hold
4: on. You're not telling me. You hold man. on.
0: <laughs> you. Are. No, you hold on. Oh no. Oh Jesus. Okay. Oh this. Oh okay. All right. Ready? Oh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not ready. Okay. All right. I'm at one second. <laughs>
4: All right. I'm ready. Um, Everybody ready? ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. All right. And go.
1: That hair, too, is classic.
4: Oh, man.
0: Oh, Oh, my God. So they
4: shot this over three days, but they did do it in one take.
0: (laughs) I I, I seriously think I lived in fear of this movie for years.
4: So he asks, he asks, who's A And three guys raise their hand, and he says, okay, there go, like,
1: the go. hammer, just the hammer, oh just oh, the hammer scene, the hammer, Shit. Oh, just God. the hammer, yeah, fucking hammer. Yes.
4: Yes. But every one of these movies has a scene like this.
1: Yeah, but like, but here's the thing though, when you're watching this, as we're watching this, like, look at how everyone's gang up. That's how real fights are. Like, yep. it's not like, you don't wait for a your time. turn. Like, everyone fucking goes. Yeah, that's what's so great about yep. it. Yup. Know, and he just fucking, oh he's coming with that fucking hammer. Oh, oh he takes it, Yep, you know, and then he's down. And then oh. he's, and look at this. Yep, you know, he's just fucking hitting people's feet. Just go, with the hammer.
4: It's oh <laughs> like tears to my eyes
1: watching it, it's so good. And you guys, look, he's got a, a dagger in his back or something when And
4: everybody's back. like worn out and everybody's yeah. like this
1: fucking yeah.
4: sucks. why are we doing
1: this
0: <laughs> it's just a She's piece of shit is he dead for a while on the subtitles
1: and he's back up and he's back up oh, and he still, still, still has so a so knife in his back, still has still back. He's, still oh, so he's lost the hammer though
2: look at that i about a love cake. kick so <laughs> almost trip <laughs> oh yeah right, yeah yeah ah. Oh, come on, pull
5: out of your back, your brother. Oh, yeah, man, shit. Whoa. This is
4: why fight clubs exist. that has got
1: to be the runner, that has got to be the runner <laughs> for the episode. Whoa. <laughs> oh. It keeps going. He's got the hammer.
4: What
0: the
1: I mean, fuck? this is a four-minute-long fight scene. Yeah, like, amazing! Look, it's all one quarter. There's no editing. Look no at yeah. yeah. like he's like
0: hunched yeah. over, tired.
1: Yep. yep. They're all this. tired. They're all like.
0: Oh man. Yeah. I thought I was like pulling this, something out. This guy's
4: like, no, wait, 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 wait. Where's everybody at? Like, wait,
1: like. And he's walking towards. Oh my oh, oh, yeah. God! This guys throwing shit at him.
2: Get out of your back, bro.
4: <laughs> oh, and the music, and just, like... Get oh. the hammer
5: back. Oh, oh God. Get oh. this fucking hammer. You're right.
1: It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's awesome. Look at them all on the ground. Yeah. What? Oh. Oh, the elevator! Oh, 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 (laughs) guys, they're looking down the hallway. They're like, "Fuck that!" (laughs) Oh, oh,
3: oh, oh. Oh,
1: man!
4: I want to see that elevator fight. That's what I want to see. (laughs) God! It's like I imagine that hallway fight happening in that elevator.
1: Crazy.
2: Oh, That's man. That's
1: good. That's I was so n- cool. I've was i
0: seen that before, but I was not prepared for that. That was fucking amazing. It's yes. <laughs> oh so God.
2: good,
4: right? Like, yeah. so good.
0: Oh, That's really wow. really good. the
4: best revenge movie ever. Very possibly. <laughs> you might
0: have actually won this <laughs> if this like, were a competition. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shit. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do know I know that Mr. J does have to leave us maybe sooner than some of the rest. So I d I wanna give you every opportunity to talk everything about Conan you've uh that's been on your mind. It feels weird to say Conan. I always think Conan Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well and
2: Conan always regrets that his name is Conan and that there's Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> Conan he's is probably how you should
0: say, right? Like Conan. Conan, Conan, Conan yeah. you know. And so, yeah, vice versa, the barbarian uh, that turned up this J- walking.
2: <laughs> J- walk <laughs>
5: oh,
0: that's my favorite walk in. My walk in is my only impression that is not based on someone else. And one of my favorite <laughs> things that walk in does is these crazy exclamations he's like, Oh, yeah, oh, that's right. Oh, what, well, that's that, right? That's right. And he's like, He's
1: all I- over the
4: place. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's give Mr. J the floor.
0: Yes, let's – please, yeah.
1: Well, I will – okay, so I will say this part of the legacy. So, um, made in 1982, um, obviously launched Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. Uh, The other thing is is that it launched – like, I know you're a big fan. We talked a little bit about the, like, Orion and the, you know, um, what's the – what's the company that the actually uh, yeah
0: well even to uh, Ed Pressman I think Ed Pressman Edward Pressman produced uh, Conan the Barbarian and Edward Pressman produced the adaptation of the Crow the uh, later oh. like Conan okay. the Barbarian is one of their flagship yeah. uh, production offerings it,
1: it made. i mean it made good money in the box office and it it really launched all of the like sword and sorcery bo- like movies like Beastmaster is the one that always comes to mind for me. Yeah. But like that, that, that is whole... a direct
4: Coney and ripoff.
0: Should I watch Beastmaster Palmer?
1: Oh, you can yes. watch Beastmaster. Yeah. No, yeah. I love that. He's yeah. like, yeah, you should. you should
0: watch
5: Beastmaster.
1: Everyone yeah. should watch Beastmaster. Fuck oh, <laughs> oh man, um, it's so good. It's Frodo, like the... Frodo and Poto. I mean, come on. You can't lose there. Are
4: it's you like the me? Go. It's like the Gobots version of Conan. Exactly.
1: They were
4: like the Kmart is, Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. It's like the Gobots version of Kony, and That's yeah. what Beastmaster right.
1: is. It, so it launched a lot of those sword and sorcery movies as far as profitable. But I think, um, I guess, kind of what I want to leave with is 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 more of the personal connection. Yes. Um, because really what it comes down to is kind of going back to what I said about my, my connection with Schwarzenegger has always gone back to my connection with my father and, you know, watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies together. And I think, you know, as I'm getting older and older, as we all are, uh, mm-hmm. nostalgia is a real motherfucker. And, <laughs> you know, you, you're, uh, yeah. you're, you're constantly trying to, to recapture those memories of like, you know, when, when you remember happy times of being younger and I think that's, that's definitely part of it. Um, part of it is, like I said, the simplicity of the story. But also part of it is that family connection of, you know, watching those movies with my dad. And, um, you know, it kind of goes back to what Palmer was saying about the needing a sense of honor. Um, I grew up very much, you know, I'm a big fantasy nerd. I'm a big, you know, D&D nerd. And I always like, you know, the knights and stuff like that. And honor was always very important to me. And I think that when you look at Conan, he, he's basically pursuing what he thinks is right, um, regardless of what society says, regardless of, you know, wherever he is in life. I think that it goes back to that code of honor. And um, that's something that, in a personal level, that my father has always kind of done um, and lived by, that code. And it's made me kind of what it means to be, like, I think we all have, like, kind of that idea of what it means to be a man. And yeah. I think that also, that also ties into it as well is the idea of doing what's right regardless of, you know, whether it's the socially acceptable thing, whether it's the, you know, um, easiest thing because it never is. And I think um, kind of wrapping it up with Conan that, you know, he's a, a, really a, a man born for revenge in, in a simple way and he's just trying to do what he feels is right. In, in, getting the revenge for his family and getting the revenge for his, uh, his mother and his father. Um, so I think that's kind of the wrap up for me is, is kind of going back to that connection with my, with my, my, uh, my dad and, you know, that early kind of what it means to be a man, and how to be a man and how to do what's right and all that. So I, I don't know if that was kind of rambling, but that's, no, that's, that's great. That's well, I my... do need
0: to know from your estimation, yeah. what is best in life?
1: <laughs> to, to crush your enemies, yes. to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of the women. Yes. Yes. That is <laughs> <that's> <laughs> what I needed. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Oh. Thank you for for making time for us and for uh, sharing both your personal history and, and some extra history about the movie with us.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely.
5: Hey, yeah. Um, yeah. I, Thanks yeah. for joining I, us, Mr. J. Mr. J. I, I just have to say this honor, courage, and commitment. Yeah. What she said,
2: or he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to
5: stab me that's a, in the neck. That is the Navy and Marine Corps
2: code of conduct. Put that
1: one. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. The words to live by. And I, I, I'm not being sarcastic. I really mean it. And that's, uh, the, that's the whole, like, as, as Palmer brought up at the beginning of the episode and you emphasized uh, with a big exclamation point, but, uh, Honor and uh, just a sense of um, yeah, it's a commitment, honor. honor, courage, and commitment. And courage, commitment. courage, and commitment. Yeah, that's really fantastic. Awesome.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I got you guys, and uh, oh, I'll always have you guys. absolutely <laughs> like You it. got it, man. <laughs> You
4: sure do, buddy.
0: (laughs) Well, we want to give Mr. J his out just because, you know, people have to sleep. Uh, But I'd love to keep keep chatting about the other guys with their movies. If you're up for it, Uh, we can make a judgment call. I know we talked a lot about The Crow, basically the book, which is fine. (laughs) But uh, I don't. Uh, I want every every movie to get its due
4: yeah no i i mean i don't have a lot more to i mean i can talk about jesus christ
0: the hallway scene that was epic (laughs) i don't have like how do you like what else do you say about old boy is the hall like i was i I, oh my god that 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 literally i spent the whole thing with like my hands on my face i'm like what the fuck oh my god like it was incredibly choreographed and executed jesus christ
1: especially when he's on the floor with the hammer Hammer <laughs> and he's,
4: somebody else has it jesus yeah. uh-huh. he's just fighting that entire time that scene is so iconic yep. that when spike lee was announced that he was adapting that for american audiences and i hate that fucking phrasing we're adapting this for american audiences like We're not fucking smart enough to read subtitles and watch the original country's version. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's what that sounds like (laughs) to me. Like, fuck you. Give me the original movie. If it's that good that you're willing to remake it, just let me watch the original. Like, how hard is that? Anyways, um, but when Spike Lee announced it, his announcement photo was a bloody hammer in a hallway.
2: That's Ah, That's the crow, too. Jeez, Mr. Great. J, was. Was Mr. Beautiful. J, uh, before you yeah. leave us, please, please watch uh, Fist
1: of Fury. Uh, I've seen it. It's, oh, you I've have seen, seen it. it. Okay, yeah, I've seen, yeah. You I've, seen that. The... I've pretty much seen all of the Bruce Lee, like okay. the major okay. Bruce Lee movies. Yeah. Okay,
2: that's awesome. I just, I, I feel like uh, that was a special one for him. Uh, Enter the Dragon was special, and there was other
1: films, but
4: those. I've seen Enter the Dragon, special. but I need to watch Fist of Fury. That's yeah. what I need to watch.
1: I think, I've a seen, film. I think I've seen all of the major ones. I've seen um, Chinese Connection or Fist of Fury. I've seen, uh, what was the other one? The one where he's climbing the the building. Way of the oh, dragon. The, it's a Game of Death. Game of Death or, is like of Death. Yeah, like
0: one-third actual Bruce Lee yeah. movie, but yeah.
1: And then what's the one where he fights uh, um, Chuck Norris in the uh, Coliseum? Oh, yeah, that's, that's either Return
0: or Way of the Dragon. That's the one yeah. he wrote, directed, and starred in. So it ha- yeah. that's got the most of his kind of personality Wow. Yeah, that's a so good one. I've seen I've seen
1: all the major ones as far as Bruce Lee goes. Um
0: I would it's recommend funny. that you watch uh In America. This is very confusing. Sorry. In America, it's called Fists Plural of Fury. Or the big boss. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, that's the one yeah. where it's like there's an ice uh their ice manufacturer
1: and isn't that the so, one where he's like a Chinese delivery guy and uh Actually that's
0: that's a little bit of the Chinese connection. So so this one that I'm talking about, he he's uh, he works at a like ice factory, and then there's a kind of a drug ring involved. Uh, but it was his very first film, hmm. and I, I so I just watched that and 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 Chinese connection slash fist no ass a fury, <laughs> oh my god, oh, Jesus, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the thing about that very first one that sounds like maybe the only one you haven't seen is that it, it's it's like Conan the Barbarian. It's this thing where it's like it's this this incredible talent's first opportunity to really show their stuff, and it's really raw. And uh, I mean, you know, it's not it's not gonna change your life if you didn't like the others, but if if it's one you haven't seen, it's worth seeking out. So it's called in America. It's gonna be called Fists, plural <laughs> of Fury. <laughs> God damn it. Or, or the, the Chinese title is the Big Boss. I don't know. Fucking Shout Factory has taken care of all of us. They've released these, yeah. and they're calling it. That's what they call Fists of Fury, and then the movie that we're calling Fist of Fury. They call Let's Chinese see if Shout
4: Factory will sponsor us because they we should. give them a lot I of love plugs. Them so much.
0: Like, I love them so I, I'm much. I'm telling you, I'm just I gonna like, start sending I, I'm just gonna like, start sending emails. That's yeah, what I'm gonna do. It's like er- raising Arizona. I just like feel like I love them so much. <laughs> <that> so much. <laughs> 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 they are so amazing. Uh, okay, anyway. We so. just thought they
4: had more than they could handle.
0: <laughs> no, oh man, they're doing the fucking Lord's work. Like they're all like the John Carpenter movies, Wes Craven, yep, Bruce yep. Lee, like they just find someone who's fucking awesome and they release even whatever they've done and they give it the the, the red carpet treatment. So
4: Mr. Dude. J, if you need to bail, you can bail buddy. Like
0: I'll keep
1: yo. going for a little while, so I'm gonna see what you guys all right. go with this. Okay. All right. I think I we should I feel out.
0: like some of these movies haven't got their due. Um yeah. I talked a lot about the crow. Maybe old boy's been been discussed, but Especially on the, on the Moto Shamrock front. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, let's. What let's hear about? Um, I got Man of Fire right here. I can talk about Man of Fire. Fucking, I love this. Oh, Ah! Oh, I got goddamn Chinese connection. You want to see the uh Shout Factory inverse? (laughs) Look, yeah, you turn it over, bam, that's what happens. Yeah,
2: so I'm ready for either. I'm help, I'm ready to help out on either of those.
0: If 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 you guys are too many beers in, I I love both these goddamn movies.
2: I feel like I can be All right, So, 1982 nope. or
0: 1980. <laughs> got it. I'm curious about both, actually. Fuck that
5: 1982 shit. Go with the Denzel. Come yeah, on, Denzel. Denzel. Shere Rock,
0: Shere Yeah, Sherrock is just like, yeah. let's it. talk about this shit. Let's Get do it. it. Oh, like, go you want to talk about Scott Glenn? Scott I'll tell you about Scott Glenn. Scott yeah. Glenn was also in Apocalypse Now. You know who was fired from Apocalypse Fuck yeah, Now?
5: Fuck yeah, was. Goddamn Scott Glenn. <laughs> I was to,
0: Was that Scott was Glenn? To... Glenn? No. Uh, who got yeah, fired for Martin Sheen's role? Was it Scott Glenn? No
5: no 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 Scott Glenn was uh Denzel Washington's role that's right
0: sorry I was, I was, I was getting into yet. Apocalypse now with Scott Glenn is still in but somebody got fired for Martin Sheen's role and it's 82. escaping me so the okay. internet will come come at us oh gosh, uh, it actually
4: was. it was uh uh yes in episode 22 of Long Long Short
0: Drinks <laughs> you referred to Scott Glenn as a, a recurring role in uh I don't. Because Harrison I Ford is it. in that scene. Scott Glenn's still there. Someone else was the was the lead in that. It's like a Back to the Future Eric Stoltz kind of deal. Somebody got fired. Anyway, uh, you talk about whichever version you damn on, well, please, sir. You brought this on, and we're glad you did. <laughs> I'll bring it on, bitch. Yeah,
5: <laughs> bring on the Bruce. <laughs> I brought it. The Bruce is sitting next to me.
1: Yeah.
5: <laughs> Man of Fire. God, I I fell in love with that movie. Again, um, I think the Punisher came out, and I saw Man on Fire. Like, goddamn, that's a god! What the fuck? <laughs> that's perfect. I, I can't even. I it's can't that. even describe it. When I, I walked out of that theater, I was like, "What the fuck? This is a great." What movie. brought
0: you into the theater? Well, I asked that because here's how I saw Man on Fire. It's, this is not a long story, um, believe it or not. Uh. I I don't believe it. I I don't believe it. Yeah, we'll see. Well, that's a challenge. I'll take a challenge. (laughs) So I had just moved back into the parents' basement. Uh, So this is just a a slight correction just uh, for those of the internet that'll come after us. Man on Fire was released in 2004, so probably near 2003. Look at Palmer. Palmer's just like, he's got the ballad song. He's just kind of, this is not going to be short. (laughs) But so I'm, I just moved back to my, I, I just got divorced and I was, mo- I lived in the basement. Um, not too far from not where you guys are sitting not now. Not <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that's, I, somehow the the parents or somebody was still on the Columbia House DVD, like they just hadn't canceled it or something. So by <laughs> by, I know this is 2004. I don't even know whose account. Can you imagine this how was many
4: cards they probably had to send back.
0: Right. Well, this is what happened. I don't think they were sending cards back. I think Jimbo Slice, Yo Jimbo, let like <laughs> Yo several <Jimbo>! things come. <laughs> coming to the house and man on fire was one of them. He's like, uh, I it was too late. Do you want this? I'm like, all right. (laughs) Whoa! And so I popped it in and obviously it is what it is. It's fucking amazing. So that's how I, I saw, I saw it by happenstance, but you went to the theater. So I like what, 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 what motivated you to go? And then maybe what resonated most with you?
5: I don't know. It was, I was in college, you know, I was in my fraternity and I met a bunch of guys that were in a, Another fraternity, and they were all movie guys. They were like, "Hey, let's go see this movie." I think we need we need to go see this movie, and we went and saw. I was, and I was this guy, so they're already to leave. And I'm like, "No, we can't. We can't leave. We can't leave." He pulled a I Dave. I'm doing this. I pulled a Dave.
0: <laughs> Boy, we can't that's leave. That's how he told the, the, me. Oh, the credits. Yeah. Oh, that's
5: yeah, how he like, contextualize like, it. <laughs> I'm like Tony Scott, yes. And then
2: it was Trent Reisner. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. It was Trent Reisner. <laughs> I knew These it. You high five It wasn't there. But. No. but it was just.
5: But it was. What really clicked with me was when they did the, uh, the Mark is Made. It was bo- a bo- brand. Ba- 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 yep. ba-
0: ba- ba- and then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh! <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and all he's is... <laughs> it's, it's a little clip from the Fragile album, uh, Nine Nails 1999. Yeah. He's just picking
5: up guns. He's
2: picking up
5: guns. <laughs> Planned And it was a year later when Brian. And it was Trent. But it was a year later when I finally made Brian sit and watch this movie. Like,
2: yeah, yeah, this is badass. You gotta watch it, this. Yeah. And, it made a difference on me. It was one of those films it was It was just like seven, which also had nine of snails, but uh the film stood for itself and it they were fantastic both of them it,
4: it is one of those movies that however you happen upon it because like, I, I i think like I think I was working at Blockbuster at the time or whatever, and it happened to just it came out, and I took it on they called them pre Street, which is like basically you were allowed to rent them before the street date right? because we got them in early. And so I took it home on pre street and watched it. And I, when I came back with it, because we could only have pre streets for 24 hours. When I brought it back the next day, I took one of the three copies that we were putting out to sell and I put it in my drawer, which was like, we were allowed to hold stuff that we wanted to buy. And I put, a copy of me in a fire because i'm like i'm i have to own this movie it's that good like um and it's just it's so subtle i mean it's so easy to mistake it for just an average action yeah movie, right like
2: they cover art and never all that
4: yeah it, i mean it's just even even i'm sure if if you watch the trailer even I don't think it would even come close to what the actual movie is like to experience. You know what I mean? And uh, what
1: well, that closing, the closing scene too. I mean, the, like we talked about the music and stuff like the music and how powerful it is. Oh, but just Blue the idea oh my god! He, yeah. And the fact that he was, you know, spoiler alert, that he was going to basically die for this. Like he yeah, knew that. And right. you know that there's that moment where he's in the car with the kid and you're just like, you know how this is going to play out and yeah i i always whenever i watch like movies you know we just talk about like making it for america like there there's always like that that tendency to kind of pull it back and not go all the way but the fact that they went all the way with it and the fact is, he basically had accepted it at pretty much the point where she was kidnapped like he was going all out and there was there was no end to it like the the end was he was literally going to go all the way with it um that's so powerful. That scene where he's walking on the bridge and yeah, just like the music keys in and you're just, you know, what's going to happen and they're going all the way with it. And yeah. Yeah. I
0: have a couple bits of trivia here. Uh, granted, this is from IMDb. So our personal <laughs> connections are more important. These are, these two things are kind of interesting. One writer, Brian uh, Helgland. I hope I'm saying that right. First saw the original man on fire in 1987, which I think is what, Scott Glenn must have been in when he was renting videos in the late 1980s. He walked into the video store where Quentin Tarantino was working and asked what was good. Tarantino recommended Man on Fire 1987. So, if that's true, the, 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 the like Mr. Tarantino had a, had a hand in all this, at least in the version that we like so much. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, The other bit of business is that uh, Denzel Washington was cast in this film because of a trip to the doctor. He ran into director Tony Scott in the waiting room of a medical office, and the two men started chatting. Scott had not seen Washington in person since they worked together on Crimson Tide in 1995, and Tony Scott happened to see Dakota Fanning in I Am Sam, which I can vouch for as a terrific film, 2001. The night before and seeing Washington made Scott think of using them together. Honestly, too, like, I know we're talking about a lot of, like, manly shit, but this movie does not work without Dakota Fanning. Like, be- because you as an audience member love her as well, like, in, 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 the, in the place of Denzel Washington's character, you can understand why he would go from sort of abject despair and drinking to giving his life up essentially for this little girl,
2: yeah, well, if, uh, if,
5: yeah. If you know Denzel, Denzel Washington is a recovering alcoholic,
0: well, oh, I didn't know that. Did I Did not know it either. Yeah, even then, when he when he was doing that movie, he was a recovering alcoholic. Oh shit! You know, I did not know that. That 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 actually deepens my appreciation for the film immediately. He he dove into that role and he loved it.
1: Well, I mean, Denzel Washington is the fucking man yeah that's
0: hard to argue there. with
1: yeah like he's he's yeah, i i fully admit that i have a, a man crush on him because he is he's just simply outstanding in everything he does
0: this might be my favorite denzel though like i know he got the the academy award for uh training day training day thanks yeah but it i don't know and, and glory and man all that stuff. I know like, he's favorites. literally always fantastic but i have a yeah. real soft spot for this
1: film in particular Equalizer was talking. another one that was kind of similar. I don't know if you saw that one Shamrock or not. No, Equalizer. It,
5: it, it was a remake, but I I liked the Equalizer, but it was a a remake of the Antoine Fuqua film because that was Antoine Ooh.
0: Fuqua. Yeah, he did a bunch of Tony Scott movies too, like he did Unstoppable, Taking of Pelham One Twenty Three, like. They yeah. got in a real jag there, Deja Vu. I remember that because I wrote a song called Deja Vu. which was one of the few connected I remember, with people. I remember that song. And I, and I would have well. to explain, like, it's not the Denzel Washington movie because it was that, that was
1: time. That was my favorite David Ullman song for a long time. Oh, Deja that's there. nice. Thanks. There you go. Just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. I will take it
0: <laughs> gladly. Thank you very much. Tony Scott was given a lot of, like, I don't feel like Tony Scott gets his due. Like I no, read that list no, of movies dead, that he made. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah and yeah. he's fuck. Yeah. He's fucking dead. Like,
1: like he is, his editing technique too. The way that the movies were edited was so like, like then the sound effects and the way it was done. Yeah. I know. Yeah, Everybody's
0: lined up to suck Ridley Scott's dick, but like Tony Scott is equally, if not more exceptional.
1: Yeah. His films underrated. are underrated. Yeah.
0: Oh, to say yeah, the least. Sure. And like he would do this thing where he would because impl- he would employ like these be construed as like slick or something, but he would take these essentially experimental techniques. He would do these commercials and stuff and then apply them to his films. Oh, no, the guy the guy was I mean, uh, I, I don't make me read the list again. Like he had a Genius. goddamn great run. <laughs> and then, uh i never did see domino did anyone see domino
1: i uh, that's one of the ones i have i seen. saw in the theater
2: uh,
0: okay
5: so
2: <laughs> shamrock wins
0: <laughs> i can always count on shamrock to have uh, seen uh, these things in the theater wow
2: yeah come on ahead. i mean
5: guy, i i, 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 it, I on these arguments did you want to like it <laughs>
0: it's like
5: who's better tony scott or ridley scott i'm like tony scott is better tony scott is yeah. better I, I I was on the side of Tony Scott till the day again. He jumped off a bridge.
0: Tony He's Scott. He's like people don't fucking appreciate me. I'm jumping off a bridge. But they should because he was fucking yeah. fantastic. Oh fuck yeah, he was. God
1: damn. What the hell? Yeah. You so guys did... see Spy Games? Spy Games with Oh uh, yeah. Fucking no, I haven't. Redford but I can't fucking wait. Brad Pitt. I have. That it's been classic. on our shelves
0: for years. I'm writing that
1: down. Oh Finally. my Enemy, god, and then, that
5: movie is amazing.
1: Yeah, and then and then uh, Enemy of the State that was another one. Yeah, really yeah. Will Smith one that he did. I'm, yeah, it was Will Smith and Gene Hackman. Enemy
4: yeah. of the State Christ. was really good. Like yes. really, really good.
1: And it's forgotten. It's like one of those Will Smith movies. It's forgotten.
0: Jason Jason but Lee but cameo, that, run the good a was car. What, oh
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what Tony Scott did, he jumped. He he changed his style.
5: It it was like. For me, Man on
2: Fire was oh, undeniable. Well,
5: that's a great
0: word. That's a great word, Moto, because yeah. all of these things, the, the revenge stuff, comes down to guttural reactions. And yeah. so people can be dismissive of Tony Scott's slick movie style or uh Schwarzenegger's uh accent or some shit. Like Muscles. but but all 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 of these films, like they have a real palpable like heart at the center of them that comes from what was the word that you just used that i was excited about
2: uh, undeniable undeniable
0: Unde- yeah. yeah you can't you can't deny it like nobody right. can deny it there's something about these films that we're mentioning that is exceptional it's exceptional it's except, ec- oh god <laughs> editing <laughs> thank god it's exceptional in the writing wsd L W S D. Follow us on Twitter, find us on YouTube, and use the they code Audibletrial.com
1: backslash LW
0: for your free 30-day trial and a free goddamn audiobook. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there's this that that's the thing. Like everybody can relate to that that impulse of you hurt me, I'm gonna hurt you back. Uh, But these these films like really capture that impulse in in a way that the that translates that feeling in in different in the same medium with kind of different effects, but equally uh, effective. And uh, it's easy to dismiss as kind of lower class because it's a it's a base emotion or whatever. But these are all A-class films in my book, for sure.
5: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I will never forget the time that I said, Let's "Hey Brian, you gotta see this film." Man on fire, <laughs> yeah. And Brian's yeah, he like, you he, want, he, he wanted to punch the that goddamn that. fucking TV. Like Brian, for, why? Because he's
2: oh, they heard this little girl. I'm to kill you. Oh, it was, it was, it was a great film. It had it
5: triggered engaged. things in Brian's emotions. though. Yeah. We're done. Really? Say go-
0: more about that. That's that's important. That's the kind of thing we're getting. Because
2: motherfucking Moto lives by honor. Shit. That's yeah, how he lives, does. man. I'm gonna live and I'm gonna die. And uh watching this was hard to watch. Like I uh you know, as a normal human person, want to do anything. It's like this is hard to watch. Like you want to change it. And uh greasy, greasy bear, he went to he wouldn't change it.
1: You know? All right, I'm gonna bow out gentlemen mr jay's Come pleasure up. man
2: we'll thanks see you pleasure. mr jay you guys thank you so thank much for being here thanks
1: for joining take care man
0: thank you for all you brought you're, you're the man you demand the all man right. and that's the problem right. i'll <laughs> catch
1: all i'll catch the the follow-up when i listen to the podcast but awesome job guys thanks we need to talk
5: about
2: conan <laughs> you, <laughs> you and shamrock again
1: man shamrock and i we connect on a lot of levels so <laughs> it's got to happen big again time.
2: yeah man we'll do it. big time we'll all do karate right. in the
1: garage <laughs> be, did we just become best friends? Uh, you I, think yep. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> that's,
3: that's
1: Alright, gentlemen. Have a wonderful night and uh, hopefully we reconnect soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Alright, later.
0: Catch y'all later. It's from the Bamba. Alright, so... Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want to shortchange anybody's movies. It feels like se- we might be getting drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no, where where are we at? Who has got more to to share that they haven't, or 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 find a way to steer this ship into into port?
2: I want to hear more about Fist of Fury. Yeah, exactly. I, yes, I. No. Uh, I think we've 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 touched on some good subjects about it. Uh, it definitely influenced. Movies beyond what people would think that it did. Uh, it's one of the best kung fu movies ever. Uh, uh and not it's not just one dimensional, it's funny, it's uh, heart wrenching, it's got great martial arts. Bruce Lee's the fight choreographer. Um, but also, I think he that's the first time he
0: really assumed that role, like his first movie, uh, prior to that. The year before, big same boss. director, same sort of writer, but there, the guy that played the bad, the uh, the guy that played the big boss in the Big Boss slash Fists of Fury, my God, he was the choreographer. I learned recently from the Shout Factory commentaries, uh, but Bruce Lee didn't like a lot of these false, like you know, jumping off trampolines and and. Oh, I imagine so. Yeah. At one point in in, in that movie, he punches a guy who goes through a, a a wooden wooden wall and it leaves the outline of his body. And like <laughs> so Bruce Lee did not like shit like that. He was he I mean never has somebody been more uh focused on the the practical applications of, uh, of fighting. And so he could not abide that kind of thing. So he had a lot of influence trying to steer the direction of that movie then the year later working with the same director writer he was the choreographer, and Jesus Christ, I mean, we saw in the, in, the, in the dojo scene where he's, like, whipping out the nunchucks and stuff. The, the choreography of that film is is, is is astounding to this day. I watched it days ago, and I've seen it many times in my life, but suddenly as an adult, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it looks like he's hitting everybody. How is this possible in 1972? Like, it, it's, it's truly mind-blowing and then of course there's the cultural relevance of 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 so the pro, so the thing is too i hope i'm sorry i hope not to steal the thunder chime in on this motto if this is where you're going but bruce lee was born in america raised in hong kong got into you know he got into trouble on the streets of hong kong and and had to come to 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 america and then he went to college in in uh, seattle and uh his dream was initially to open or it was to teach uh, Chinese uh, martial arts, kung fu, to to everyone who who could see it and share his philosophy. He was also a philosophy major in college, so he wanted to kind of pair the his philosophy uh, about the martial arts with kind of teaching. It was all just sort of this self discovery, and uh, and he found eventually that like his initial ambition was to be like mcdonald's you know open schools in all these various cities but he found that to do it in the way that he wanted to he couldn't really do that It it was a much more personal means of discovery and so he decided to transition into film work because he was a child actor in hong kong because he felt that was his way to reach the most amount of people in the most personal way but hollywood would not accept an asian leading man in the early 70s uh, they put him on green hornet kato uh but he was not being himself on that on that series and wasn't feeling like he was representing what he wanted to so he took some opportunities in hong kong he made the uh, big boss fist of fury and slash fist of fury and fist of fury slash the chinese connection and one and a couple other movies and that's what eventually led him to to enter the dragon which unfortunately by the time that came out he had passed away but, so he had to go to Hong Kong to express himself authentically. And that's what we're witnessing for the first time in the Chinese Connection slash Fist of Fury. And that's why that choreography, that's why that passion is, as Mo wow. says, undeniable.
2: Well, the scene, he goes to the donjo and he tells him, he's like, I'm going to make, they said when they, uh, they came to the master's funeral in Fist of Fury and said, uh, sick man of Asia, they delivered a sign and says, you're a sick man of Asia and he was poisoned by the caretaker and the cook and uh, and then, then they were challenged by a translator and uh, the group from the Japanese donjo and he says uh, hey if, he, if they beat me I'll eat those words so he went to the donjo with a sign that says sick Man of Asia beat them all up and then made them eat their words literally oh, that's so awesome Literally, it's so cool. And then he says, This time you're eating paper. The next time it's gonna be glass. Oh, like, oh, oh my gosh. And that's
4: it, so badass. We got such a great collection of films for this episode.
2: Like they're all
4: kind of different, but all about the same thing. Just fucking revenge.
2: The heart. Yeah, the heart yep. of the of them all. Yep.
4: I think these revenge flicks are just as passionate as any love story. Yeah. Like, yes. That, That's a great point. It, 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 it It's almost like I remember in, uh, it, was it the last episode or the episode before Dave, you were talking about how the art, some article that you read, how, Stories can look totally different if they're if you tell them oh, from yeah. a different perspective, you yeah. know? Na- and, uh,
0: Narratives are how people experience the world. Like right. literally, I, I I and an example I can't share today, but pretty big in my in my world, like that that has been uh reiterated. So like the way that we understand the world is through stories and through the emotions we attach to those stories. And that's kind of how the news works and so everything like that's your understanding of a, a situation is, it's very emotionally based. So, so that's why these revenge things work so well. Everyone can understand that, that reaction. And so that, that, that narrative, if it's kept simple and, and straightforward, like this person hurt this person, and then this person is going to get retribution for that, you're you're on board like I get that I get that completely like the fight club thing like maybe some guys get that most guys get that I want you to hit me as hard as I can but maybe women are I I, I don't "Ah." know
4: I I have yet to like are you like there hasn't been a point in your life you know you told the story about that fucking kid you wanted to kick his ass oh of course
0: no well I had van Damme tapes I wanted to preserve I didn't want to get those taken away
4: No, but I'm just saying like, like I can't think of a dude. I can't think of one dude who I've met that at some point in their life wasn't like I want, I either want to hit
0: something as
4: hard as I can or I want something to hit me as hard as I can. You know
0: what's what's extra funny or, or coincidental about this group is that the only person who's actually hit me in the face or kicked me in the face rather. Is, is on this uh, call.
2: Oops. Uh,
0: uh, uh, we're uh, in the, yeah, you tell your remembrance of it, photo
2: <laughs> Well, I will say uh, the same thing can be said about uh, Shamrock here.
0: Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> a lot of dudes here that hurt each other.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: oh. Palmer, you're next. You're next. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready
4: for my first fight. Like, I want bring it. Like, I want to fight. <laughs>
0: You fought Bauman like at the cabin. I saw it. It was amazing. Bauman Bauman leapt at you (laughs) in in combat, (laughs) and you simply caught him and subdued him. It was
2: over. So
0: good luck. taking on the Bauman. Well,
2: exactly. That's (laughs) what my fate is. Him body slamming me. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so go in order so so our uh combat such so as we're, we're, when we were younger do you remember were we doing something specific or uh just kind of general come at me <laughs>
2: it, it was the paco blood sports scene. oh yeah yeah come <laughs> and, on i've done that with
0: uh pumps as well that's that's important to just do with guys you just kind of kick each other in the side come
2: on ah. It's gratifying and, uh, I yeah. was the only I, asshole that was just Everybody
5: was scared of Brian I was just not was, uh, uh, all right, Let's do it dude
0: I see where this is going <laughs> so, so you and I were doing that I'm sure I was wearing those blue bicycle shorts I had in 1990 Because <laughs> in Bloodsport those who no, know uh, Frank Dukes and I, in, in, Reportedly in real life the, the real Frank Dukes There's a lot of controversy over various things but he claims to have been wearing bicycle shorts, <laughs> so no one could like grab his garments.
2: Yeah, he had kind of invented that for a mixed mar- martial arts. I'm getting hiccup. Sorry. Of course, guys.
0: in uh, Enter the Dragon, 1973, Bruce Lee was essentially wearing underwear fighting Sammo Hung.
2: <laughs> but and, he, uh, he
0: Sammo he, Hung, he, which is a hell of a fucking name. <laughs> but uh, go on. That was my dick's nickname in college.
2: Sammo Hung, Mugga.
1: <laughs> also, Perfect. in *Inventor <laughs> in, uh, in the Dragon*,
2: in *Inventor the Dragon*, Bruce Lee also invented the open finger glove. So you had the oh, bicycle yeah. shorts with the open finger glove, there which is still a controversy in MMA because of eye pokes uh, and other oh, things. Yeah, but and Bruce but,
0: Lee uh, would be the first to tell you, like, yeah. eye pokes are fair game. Like, if we're but fighting, th- we're
2: fighting." That's true. <laughs> <free. laughs> That street fight. That's why it's called a fucking fight. Well, Motherfucker there's, there's, wants a street fight?
0: I'll show
5: him. I'll that.
2: show him. <laughs> Let's cancel. I'll show him. Let's cancel. Let's cancel, please. Legs. He's kicking the fucking wall. Legs. But, um, no. So between Bloodsport, the open finger gloves, and Frank Dukes with the bicycle shorts, that's it's kind of MMA now. But, oh, man. New new owners with UFC. It's really buck. Bugging me and I got hiccups. Dana whites it go. Ed, <laughs> you know why it's out.
0: But no, yep. so how did it happen? Like I remember, this is this is what the only thing that I remember is that Moto kicked me in the face and then uh, ran. <laughs> <laughs> and then ran. But my my sort of like my reaction was like, holy shit, that should have hurt way more than it did. Like I think yep. his whole kind of what's the the instep of his foot hit yeah, me. Yeah, foot hit me in the face like this. So it didn't it didn't actually hurt, which is crazy. And I was like, "Oh. Okay." And he was like, "Oh shit." Like
2: <laughs> I just kicked my brother in the face. Like I was Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: And I was 4 years older, so bigger and stuff. Um I would have been Oh, I
2: ran and I locked uh, the door. 10 or 11 or something. I was fucking like scared, man. I was like <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh.
0: And man. I was mostly just like ecstatic cuz I was like, "Oh, that was okay." <laughs> I can take Which one it. one of you kicked
4: your sister in the face and that, like, like
2: faced the? How
0: wrath do you of even know about that? Hey,
2: <laughs>
0: I dated your
4: fucking sister. Like, okay. I, like I got all the dirt. Like, so you
0: tell your recollection of it, then we'll fill in the details.
4: <laughs> well, I know it was one of you was like just goofing around and doing your fucking fake karate shit. Oh, don't
0: call, for sure don't call it that. <laughs>
4: <But> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doing your self-taught
0: karate uh, no, shit. I don't. I, like sh- your tone. <laughs> I know you're a liberal. <laughs> Keep going.
4: <laughs> well, I know you're a liberal. Um, How about your
0: expertly choreographed?
3: <laughs> well, you I'm were trying
4: training. it, and you ended up like literally punting your sister in the <laughs> face, and, and I think the way your sister told it. It was the same deal. Like, it didn't hurt anywhere near as much as she thought it was going to hurt. But because it happened, your fucking mom was like mama bear and, like, put you through the fucking wall. Like, that that <laughs> fist thing where, like, he hit the guy so fast in the stomach until he died. Yeah. She did that to whoever kicked. Do you know what
5: the best part about this is? I just throw this out there. Yes. Cause everybody thought that Brian was just nuts. And Brian was <laughs> and I was the only guy that just walked up with Brian and just be like, hey, hey.
0: Dick.
2: He was. He was the only.
0: You take a nap, because that means I don't have to be Eddie. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I was I was the only guy that would walk
5: up to Brian Ullman. <laughs> Between Brody, Robbie, and all these uh, tough little guys, I, mean, I walk up to Brian. And be, hey, Brian! <laughs> tough little guys. What are we gonna do today? <laughs> I don't well, know. We're gonna kick some Cussing. ass. Body in the
2: garage. <laughs> I <don't know.
5: laughs> but I was like, I was just the, the one guy. that like, hey, Brian, what the fuck? Let's go. <laughs> if we would have, if we would actually just known that we just didn't care. <laughs> No one would have ever touched us. We'd have walked into high school playing basketball and football and baseball. Uh, Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Uh, You want a uh, a nonstop hole over there in a shortstop third base? Uh, Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Uh, oh, you got some basketball. Uh, you got rebounds. You have defense. Uh, oh me stuff. and Brian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, I'm hearing my stomach turn. Hopefully that doesn't mean a bloody show. Um, so an answer. Wait, no, uh, you were asking which one of us. Um, as I understand, it was me who kicked our baby sister in the face. Though yeah. I have zero <laughs> <laughs> recollection thereof. <laughs>
5: Because your mom beat this it is out this of you. true. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, shit. Wasn't there a similar thing, though? Because Moto, wasn't yeah. there. What was your. Because because Dad got you in the arm bar one time.
2: <laughs> was that. <laughs> yeah, related? I, learned, I learned an arm bar. I learned how to that... do an arm bar. And Did then we, I is that pressure. another
0: thing we visited upon our sister? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Of course. Uh, I each mean, of us are four years apart for our listeners. I'm the eldest of three, and we're each four years <laughs> apart. So, my <laughs> youngest sister, our youngest sister, is eight years younger than me, four years younger than him. And poor girl.
4: <laughs> and you practiced arm bars on her. Yeah,
0: she recently birthed a child who has it, as much personality and and it's it's like I don't know how many week old face as these stories, so it's all coming to pass. Uh, but what's the armbar like? How did you how did how did Jimbo slice? How did Yo Jimbo, Yo Jimbo! come to <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> give you um, an armbar? It was real good. It was it was real, it was, it. It was <laughs> real fatherly, and uh, I learned an armbar, and I think I learned it from him. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> and I learned how to do it, and I was kind of like, <laughs> as I held the arm bar on her, and then she did like the whimpering cry thing, and then I knew uh. I knew that trouble was coming. Uh, and uh, So he just did like this cool jive walk right over to me, just cool jive walk, Ba da 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 da. arm bar. And then he's like, How oh, do you like it? I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. So basically, just that you know,
4: would fucking terrify me. You're yeah. in your I'm so father, glad yes. I didn't see
0: that, too. Yeah, that's hard to even And Your even father picture.
4: is like one of the nicest people I've ever met, ever. But like, I absolutely can see the capacity. Intimidation in and
2: him. oh, he uh, he just yeah, you see the capacity jived.
0: for rage in his sons. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he just jived right over to me like nothing was wrong, and then he snatched me up in an armbar and yelled at me like she doesn't yell. No. And I'm in an armbar while he's yelling. I'm like, ah, <laughs> how old were you
0: when that happened?
2: What age old was enough that? to get armbars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: i don't remember that was that like after i was too old to be around or or just like i
2: was probably i just shithead age i was a shithead shithead age (laughs) whatever whatever that age is i'm still i'm still
4: that age goes from 13 yeah yeah dude like 87
2: (laughs) well Well, i'm still in the shithead
4: stage (laughs) ask ash (laughs) that's
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <the> Bride too. <laughs> just today. <laughs> I mean just yeah. like just yeah. be better, please. <laughs> oh man. Oh god damn. We've covered a lot of a lot of shit. Revenge films, revenge and uh, our family. <laughs> <laughs> how do you like
4: it <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to see Yojimbo doing that like i just like i did not quite
0: picture it either it's a little upsetting can, yeah well like, it, I, when, I when a mild that. man cracks it's it, it's uh it's terrifying
4: <laughs> you know well i can picture that and then i picture the
0: exorcist and i'm just like don't sit what Go on, but yeah. but that opened a can of worms, sir. <laughs> no,
4: well, I mean, you know, because your dad did that. Your dad performed that. Uh,
0: shit. Yeah. I don't know how much like we can talk about that. It's not like it's like secret government secrets, but.
4: Yeah, but I mean, uh, and I won't go any further than that, but it's just like.
0: Fuck, that is intimidating. Yeah. That,
4: like. And then, but to but to know Yojimbo, like he is the, he's like the nicest dude you would ever fucking meet. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. Any, anyone that's ever endured my presence owes him a thanks for, to making me like a guy they can tolerate. <laughs> you know, uh, Yeah, he's a, he's a goddamn great dude. Uh, so you must have deserved that arm bar, is all I'm thinking. <laughs> I did. I did. did I, I, was, I, uh, the, I would shit myself. <laughs> if your
4: dad put me in an arm bar, if he just walked up to me and put me in an arm Ugh. bar, I'd be like, and I just shit myself. Like <laughs> yeah, shit in my pants. Well, of, right of
0: course there. I blacked out. The I, I literally have no memory of kicking my sister or my mom beating my chest. It's like why did you
2: kick your sister? Then why 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 did okay. you kick your sister? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure that's what it was. I, I you know what? Not for nothing. I also think maybe she saw. Us watching that movie <laughs> and took the inspiration from Chinese Connection Fist of Fury. <laughs> I was like, maybe I can fucking beat this asshole to death. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just want to, uh, as, as, as we kind of, you know, bring this ship into port, there was, uh, who said that, that revenge stories are ultimately love stories oftentimes?
3: Me. Is
4: that
0: they you? are. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's I, was what, I mean, about it,
4: about that. It, it, like, well, I was getting at, because you talked about how. Uh you gave the example of a new hope, how if you looked at it from the example of like young orphan boy whose family's murdered by a militant right wing fascist regime
0: Fascist white regime. Yeah. Yeah, who's <laughs>
4: who's, who's yeah, brainwashed man. and uh Brainwash. like forced into like a rebellion.
0: One man new hope.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry. Mona did a brilliant job of editing that together. Thanks for yeah. number 20 there. <laughs> no, that like, was I, I was not expecting that. I I was going to edit in the quote, and then I'm like, well, I'll just f- fucking, I can perform this quote. This quote lives yeah. inside of me, <laughs> but he, like, balanced it anyway. Thanks for that. Uh
4: So you were saying New Hope. Um, I'm just saying, like, these revenge flicks could almost be love stories just from an alternate angle, you know, like it's yeah. it's a it's a passion it's it's um like one of the one of those um like sexual predator awareness or whatever kind of like activities is listen to this language and is it obsessive or is it romantic and it's like i think about you all the time you're always on my mind uh from the moment i wake up to the moment i fall asleep you're all i can think about and and I've said those things to women before, you sure. know, and like, sure. but like that from the wrong angle, it that
0: can come off as like really yeah. fucking
2: turn into Mel Gibson. Oh uh, boy, yeah, oh boy, can be construed
0: oh, as you mean high school, <laughs> like because I did not approach women well for many decades on account <laughs> sure. of like my attachment to these. Uh, these larger-than-life kind of revenge fantasies and yeah. ideas of what romance and love needed to be. Like, it's not... Right. It, that, that, can, that can steer you wrong. <laughs> so, sorry, um, uh, Shamrock, you were going somewhere. Maybe we'll cut out my sad adolescent failings. Oh, no,
5: I, I am 100% right there with you And those things. Uh, I joined the military at the wrong time. I wanted to be a nine twelve. Wouldn't do it. I'm trying to relate to you what it felt for me to. All I could think about when that happened was. I called my parents, and said, I'm dead. I'm gone. I'm gone. But I'm, I'm gonna do this. They convinced me to. So I
2: waited two years. And I did. Still had the conviction. <sighs>
0: Exactly. was that triptych uh motor the, the three things honor honor courage and commitment. yeah commitment. honor courage and commitment
2: yeah I, I i that's a great breakdown of revenge and honor uh but yeah Mr j Palmer everybody's done their part to bring it together uh but, yeah, uh, why do we love this and
0: uh, i wanna uh maybe maybe we can end uh with this so the I talked a great I mean ultimately I guess sorry for fans of the film I never really talked about the crow film I talked mostly about the the book but in uh I think it was 2011 or so um the author was given an, an opportunity to present his kind of uncut it, it's interesting because that that book has such a cult following he got to release like a director's cut of the book <laughs> He was saying that uh, when he, I was talking about before, like the guy that released the comic initially, he was the comic store proprietor. He didn't really know the ins and outs of the the comic business, so he didn't know that comics had to be, for instance, in a certain increment of two. You know, like so there had to be certain pages cut because of the printing press concerns that the author didn't initially understand. So there was stuff cut out early on, and then eventually brought back in. And so in 2000, uh, I think it's, I'm not sure. So it's just like 2000, uh, 2011, uh, James O'Barr got to release what they called the special, special edition of the crow (laughs) comic book where he added pages that, uh, he was able to finish from the time and in the manner in which he created them. And in the introduction to that, uh, to that addition, he, uh, he, he mentions this, uh, he, he says some interesting things. So I talked about early on about how he used this vehicle, you know, when somebody runs over your fiance, uh, as a drunk driver and she's killed, uh, probably you don't actually get to go out and kill that person, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but, it, but you harbor those feelings and the, that need for that um that satiation of that bloodlust, I guess. And uh so that's And what that's he,
4: the only thing that will satiate it.
0: Yeah, and and of course, as we talked about before, like ultimately it, it probably won't, you know? If, right. if, if if you get your wish and you get your revenge, then what? A lot of these revenge films end up with the protagonist or the the hero, as it were, ending his or her own life. So uh in any event well, so this is uh sorry go ahead Palmer well
4: no I mean I, you know what's the 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 cliched like Klingon quote like vengeance is the dish best served cold and yeah yeah and I I I, I mean I take that to mean don't don't try to church it up because you're not going to get anything out of this just just get it over with church. because it just is going to satisfy it's just going to satisfy that animal need. To write a wrong that you've perceived. Yeah. You know, and that's that it's not anything more than that. So don't expect anything more than that. That's how I see that, you know, it's a dish best served cold. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And, and so I'd like Just, to to maybe uh close on this author's reflection on what what he wrote and created years and years ago, uh, out of sure. this fury. Uh and uh that that idea of a revenge being a a dish best served cold in a way that sort of speaks to let's not do it in the heat of the moment, but right. rather do it let's calculate it and 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 smartly and uh right clinically but uh the crow, for instance, and most of these revenge films they're 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 kind of these passion not passion plays in the sense of like crucifixion stories but Kinda, you know, they're blood drenched and they're they heartfelt. Sure. So yeah so what he said here in this uh in this two thousand ten December writing, he says, uh James Obar wrote, I'd hoped by putting all my murderous fury into ink on paper, that somehow magically all the pain, hurt, and self destructive behavior that followed would dissolve. I picked the name Shelley, after Mary Shelley. Who wrote frankenstein and eric from the phantom of the opera because shelley's death had turned me into a monster under my own skin hidden by a stonic face of normalcy like a mad cartographer i charted an ink on paper landscape swept in rage if there was no justice in the real world i would invent some today i now understand that forgiveness is for the forgiver eric and i had to forgive ourselves part of this entailed returning to the gravesite i hadn't visited in decades the other part was accepting the death of my friend brandon lee on the set of the feature film adaptation of the crow at the same time the same guilt and self-hatred swelled again in my soul quote if i'd never written this fucking thing dot, dot dot end quote One last thing you should know. When I began The Crow in back in 1981, it had only been a few short years since the death of, quote, Shelley, unquote. There were these special moments in the time that she and I had shared, intensely personal moments that I held tight to my heart, as if they were fragile, delicate gifts meant for me alone. I was afraid that if I cheapen them or worse, exploit them by putting them into a comic book, no matter how personal and biographical the work was, so I held back. I don't feel that way anymore. After 30 years, I've come to a place where I can finally share this with you, because after all, the Crow is a celebration of true love. No one ever really dies, as long as they are loved. And I know that somewhere, Shelley is smiling. So, um, maybe that's a little long, but I think this idea... Uh, Forgiveness is for the forgiver. Revenge being, you know, satisfying in the moment, but maybe not for the long term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Good message <laughs> could be said about this podcast <laughs> tonight. <laughs> oh, 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 shit!
2: It's uh, tough to tough to wrap. Like summarize. Yeah,
0: but 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 of course, I uh, appreciate uh, everyone being here and bringing their movies to the table. Oh, and absolutely and their and- with it.
4: Yeah, thank you so much. Like
2: such a great. I'm
4: I'm gonna watch Fist of Fury, and I want to watch rewatch Man on Fire now.
2: I got Swiss Man on my on my list. Oh yeah, Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. Sorry, (laughs) we
4: got to do that. That's got to be upcoming soon too. Um, let's do a quick, uh, just to recap the um book club assignment for those who are still with us. Thank you so much for sticking in here. Uh, just remember, next week, uh, next week's episode, we're going to talk about uh, the prologue through the end of Chapter 6 of The Dead Zone. Uh, let's go ahead and roll our promo for Book Rags. Uh, thanks a lot to Book Rags for providing all the materials that we're going to use for that discussion. Uh, let's roll that promo now. Hey, Palmer here. Dave and I are so excited to be doing this Long Walk Short Drink Book Club reading of The Dead Zone by Stephen King. Materials for this project were provided by the site bookrags.com. With over 6,000 study guides available on their website, bookrags.com has everything you need to study and ace your lit classes. Enter the promo code podcast to get 15% off your subscription. Thanks so much to the great people over at bookrags.com for helping to make this book club possible. So keep listening and keep reading. Have a good one. Thank you so much, BookRags.com, for helping make the book club possible. I'm looking forward to starting that conversation next week, where we'll also be talking to Ash about Kill Bill. Holy the Um,
5: fucking shit.
0: When Palmer told me Ash was into this, can you just tease us, like, how this happened? People who know Ash from the show, they're like, what the fuck, Kill Bill?
3: Yeah,
4: so I was just like, babe.
0: Didn't she come you, into like kitchen whistling the goddamn song or something? Oh yeah, 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 that's yeah. That's what yeah.
4: he told me, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so she comes in. Where I'm just in the kitchen working, and she comes in and she's whistling that fucking song, from uh, Kill Bill. I'm like, "Oh, that's the song that she the the um she that Daryl Hannah whistles in Kill Bill," and she's like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like. You know, babe. Seriously, like you should really watch this movie. I think you would really, really like it. It's like, I mean, just from a feminist standpoint, the fucking bride is
0: amazing, right? Like, uh, yeah, as badass as as any protagonist has yeah, ever been.
4: Yeah, and uh, um, she's she's just like with zero hesitation. She's just like, all right, let's watch it. Whoa. And I'm yeah, just she's like coming
0: to that point where she's like, yeah, you seem to know your shit. She's yeah. Gonna like, like eradicate the segment. because yeah. of her Acceptance like, of your, do taste. you know what she,
4: she actually said? She's like, I'm looking forward to this summer reading the dark tower series. Oh my God. I'm like, are you serious? She's like, yeah, we have the books now. And I'm really excited to do it because you care so much about that story. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, And I was like, I like, you don't want to, like, are you sure you want to read it? She's like, babe, I know you wouldn't like it if it was crap. Like, you wouldn't like it. Wouldn't like
0: it. Holy shit. You married very well, sir.
4: Yeah. So she's going to read that. And, like, that's exciting. So, um,. Yeah, Kill Bill next week with Ash. Oh man, uh, we I still have wait. yet to watch it though. We haven't watched it yet. I haven't so,
0: watched oh, it. Oh, <laughs> haven't
3: watched
4: it. Haven't watched it. So,
0: hey,
3: Good
0: well, she hasn't. I mean, of I, course, she hasn't.
4: It. It. I've I've seen it. Yeah, she,
0: I've got she the collectible has. Best Buy d- double pack. I bought <laughs> oh, I bought like the DVD at Best Buy, and you could buy an empty box for when Part Two came back came out, and you could like fit it in there.
3: Still have it.
0: <laughs> that's a very exciting prospect though this idea yeah. honestly fucking Kill Bill I'm a little scared of that movie still the first few moments of Kill Bill when she's like Bill it's your bit," and she gets her head blown off fucking yeah I was uh, 25 and I was like shit I don't think I can handle this like I was watching it by the, myself in the theater and I thought like, right I after, I after that it's like old.
4: my name's Buck and I like to fuck
0: yeah. and you're just like
5: oh so fucking! Dirty. I can't
0: wait to hear How, how she contextualizes it. Did you have a request Did you say
5: Shamrock Yes Please watch Man on Fire first
0: Oh I'm gonna so, watch it again Yeah uh, I'm gonna watch absolutely. I'm gonna watch Conan the Barbarian Which I've never actually seen I gotta watch Milius I've been thinking about that for years Uh I'm gonna rewatch Old Boy And seriously consider watching the trilogy Uh I'm going to rewatch I, I would on like Fire. to do
4: a tril- I would like to do the Vengeance Trilogy yeah. like episode. oh yeah
0: that'd be good uh, I'm going to rewatch this which I still have this is from when uh, when uh, Yojimbo didn't send this back to Columbia House and do that Yojimbo I
2: wish I, I had the say, music
0: from Yojimbo I'll have to I, find
2: it
5: I, I, hey Dave can I just throw this out there please when I came back from college and I showed Brian Man on Fire he was like I'm going to kill that motherfucker I'm going to kill him I'm going to kill him. Brian was so mad. He was so angry. <laughs> and we're justice. Letting... Yeah, yeah, justice.
2: I'm going to kill him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was bothered. I was upset.
0: Yeah. Were you oh, tell that, me what yeah. teacher this died no, of? This, this <laughs> I no don't me. believe
2: it. Tell me how he really died. You shut
0: up! Look, <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't lie to you.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, the doctor oh. said it was true.
0: Sorry, that's all from uh, that movie, is, Brian. That's
2: why I am. Uh, I'm military man until day
0: uh, As as cliche as it sounds, I don't know what else better to say. But thank you for your service, like your commitment, yep. honor, and what was the. Courage, did Cruz and in? Jesus Christ, man!
4: Do you? It took me eighteen times to get him to say LWSD last yeah. week. That's the name of his fucking. Podcast. It's to so, easy to type. Tough to say.
0: Uh, w, fuck off. Like that's a tough letter. <laughs> L- Double you what? Double D is all I give a goddamn about. Uh,
4: Gentlemen, thank you so much. Oh obviously, yeah, obviously Shamrock, thank you for your service.
0: Yeah, may the wings of liberty never lose a feather.
4: And and hey. absolutely, thank you for joining us on this episode.
0: This has been so fucking much fun.
4: Um, thank you, sirs. but I. I have to turn in. I woke up at like at three a.m. this morning. so I I shit
0: blood tonight. We gotta go.
4: Yeah. (laughs) 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 butt stuff.
2: Oh yeah. (laughs) Great stuff, guys. All right. Hey man, love you guys. Yep. Love Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Well. We oh man Fucking I didn't do it. I really hope this thing uh, recorded so
3: we're all good